We are the hosts of Got It Memorized, what used to be a Kingdom Hearts recap podcast. We did the impossible and finished recapping all of Kingdom Hearts. The whole thing! Now, fueled by our own hubris, we've endeavored to recap other things. We've covered The World Ends With You, and now we've moved on to Final Fantasy X. After that, we'll do more tasks that humanity previously thought impossible, like creating cold fusion, accessing the Akashic Records, and folding a piece of notebook paper in half more than seven times. Find Got It Memorized on the Orange Groves Podcast Network, on your favorite podcast app, or do what we did and approach a pulsing dark monolith in the middle of your city, promising otherworldly powers in exchange for audio catalogs of JRPG franchises by whispering the secret words of power, Got Got It Memorized. memorized. Blitzball! Hi everyone, I'm Andrew. I'm Marn. And this is the Argonauts Podcast. Every two weeks, I'm going to fail to solve an ARG, and Marn's going to tell me what I should have done instead. That's true, and this week we are talking about more of the Beast, which is shaping up to probably be a four-part series. Hell yeah! Going back to the roots of ARGs, talking about the original one with the Beast. Uh, I know that there are debates about what the original one is, but people seem like this one's kind of where people land yeah I, I i think we said last time like there was definitely stuff that came before it but this is like the first kind of like what we know as an arg yeah, the definitive er example yeah um but before we get into the beast uh speaking of things that are definitely args uh marn is Blaseball an ARG? Blaseball is not an ARG. <laughs> <laughs> uh, for those of you that don't know, uh, Blaseball is the newest sport that is taking the world by storm. Uh, it's a browser-based... It's like, what if uh, what if baseball was that marble racing show on YouTube, and also a clicker game, and also uh, Welcome to Night Vale and SCP? Um, with yeah. a, a a nice Discord community, I saw it described as Dwarf Fortress for jocks, which <laughs> m- which made a lot of sense to me. <laughs> um, I know that people have been talking in our Discord about it, uh, and we're using the ongoing ARG channel for it. I think mostly because we don't have a sports server set up or a sports channel, because um, we're nerds. And we didn't really yeah. think, you know what we need to talk about on Discord is sports. Yeah, honestly, I should probably make one. But uh, <laughs> for the for those of you who have informed me that we should talk about baseball on the show, and for those of you who have asked, baseball is not an ARG. I w- I'm prepared to eat those words if in the interim between us recording this episode right now on August 4th, and this episode coming out on August 13th, Blaseball introduces elements that could rationally <laughs> be considered an ARG. I'm prepared to eat these words, but right now, it is just a fun computer game. Next Wednesday, we're going to find like a secret pixel hidden in the source code that says, like, are y'all still watching Blaseball? I need help. Help me get out of here. <laughs> well, I know that like people have... 
kind of data mined the site a little bit and found that all of the players have like secret stats and stuff. Mm-hmm. And there's like a whole separate discord of like people trying to figure out what the stats actually like mean and what they do. But I don't feel like that's an ARG. Like, I feel like that's just metagaming. That, yeah, that feels like the same thing that happens every time, like, a, uh, whenever a new, I mean, any video game, but, like, whenever a new Dark Souls game comes out and you get, um, the whole, like, Fextra Life community is just, like, time to dissect this game and figure out exactly what works and what doesn't and time to, like, do... We we can't data mine the game, but we're doing the next we're brute force data mining it by playing the game and writing down what happens. Um, we're gonna figure out how this all affects the real world, but it definitely doesn't make it like because there's stats in the code that I don't understand and aren't shown on the screen. It doesn't make Dark Souls an ARG. Yeah, and like and and Blazeball has lore, but it's all like fan generated. Mm-hmm. Um, so I also don't think that that makes it an ARG. <laughs> yeah, when if if everything if all the weird argy bits are made by people outside the game, that's if anything it's closer to game jacking than it is to like being an actual ARG. I I should step that back. I'm not saying that like you shouldn't make fan lore about Blazeball because it's not quote unquote real. That's just part of any fandom experience and like making is its own form of fandom. But like that doesn't make it an ARG because it's not quote unquote canon or the intended game experience. Yeah. No, no, I, I definitely agree. And like, I, I, I also think that there are a bunch of different ways to like enjoy Blazeball. Like you don't have to, in you don't have to be really deep in the lore to enjoy Blazeball. I uh-uh. personally enjoy it because I like actually kind of like real baseball. <laughs> mm-hmm. I I like watching the numbies go up. I like uh, yeah. the fact that there's a team called the Crabs. Um, I like watching. Uh, I like the names. The names are great. I'm currently watching Leech Ingram pitching against Conrad Vaughn. Uh, it's the Millennials versus the Breathmints. Um, the team names are great. The player names are great. Uh, Sebastian Sun- Sunshine is currently batting for the Fridays. Uh, I do have a second monitor set up just to watch baseball as I record. Oh so God. I'll keep y'all updated. <laughs> I I really like uh, that people have started shoutcasting baseball. I really, I genuinely yeah, enjoy it. It was, it was cool to like, I realized earlier today that uh, I turned on uh, Riley's Twitch stream and I was like, oh, this is what my dad used to do with baseball. Like, I'm just doing this now. And what's the difference except that there aren't actual players? Yeah, I was I was telling my dad about it last night because he used to be like a, a sports reporter for like, you know, local like college sports. And he has friends who are like bigger sports reporters for uh big league local sports and he was <laughs> way to dunk on your dad <laughs> well you know um, <laughs> and uh and he he was kind of like baffled and also very excited that like millennials and zoomers have returned to the era of baseball where like people couldn't watch it on tv and like it was just like the radio operator would get a telegram with like what was happening (laughs) in the game (laughs) see if if i 
if this was a real game, A, it would be slower because it's a real game of baseball and people have to actually move. It's not just cranking out like turn after turn after turn after turn. Um, I would not be into this at all. It is there's something about the fakeness of it that makes it more enjoyable to me. That and all the weird like not all of the lore is weird from an out of out of game experience or like a user generated stuff. There are weird things that happen over the course of the game. Yeah. We've opened a forbidden book. Uh we've enabled peanuts. Um we've done the a umpires, bunch of weird things. The, the umpires can incinerate people, the, which my dad loves by yeah, the way. The I told him about that. <laughs> um Oh, Isaac Rubberman is batting for the flowers. I love One Piece. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, I, I feel like Blazeball appeals to the same part of me that really enjoys, um, like, minor league baseball games and, like, uh-huh. my, my cousin's, like, high school softball games because they also go a lot faster than regular baseball. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's um, there's something that I was listening to. Um, this is just baseball corner now. Um, but I really like the Little League World Series every year. I was really sad that that mm-hmm. got canceled. Um, but then I was listening to a different podcast where someone said that they've been watching Korean baseball. Um, and that because they're they're just up and running. Um, and they've got oh, it streaming. I heard, um, I heard about this. Yeah. And someone was like, part of the thing that's interesting about it is that like as a whole the league is a little bit worse than major league baseball which makes the games infinitely more exciting because like not every play is like correct or without error or without like anything so like stuff could happen at any time and it's fascinating to watch because of it yeah i feel like that's also the appeal of like minor league baseball Mm -hmm. to me yeah where it's just like oh if it isn't like this polished thing it's much more interesting yeah that and I love I love the little league stuff because it's like I want to know that the batter's favorite cookie is an Oreo. Yeah, and and Blazeball definitely scratches that that exact same itch. Absolutely. I I will say I I do I do really enjoy how uh how the crabs mirror every real life Maryland sports team. <laughs> <laughs> In that uh, all of their fans are pleasantly surprised when they do well. <laughs> I did like uh uh Riley's a uh, a Chicago Firefighters fan and he was like, "Yep, uh liking a sports team from Chicago's pain. I I'm, I'm used to this. I get it. <laughs> I was ready for the team to be bad." Yeah, I think about half the people in the uh, in the Crabs Discord channel are also Baltimore Orioles fans who were like, "Ah, just like home." <laughs> <laughs> It's not a Baltimore sports team if they're not wildly inconsistent. (laughs) That said, the Crabs did just win 4-0 while we were having this conversation. Hell yeah, they earned me 197 coins. I should have bet more on them. (laughs) I believe in our boys. Claws (laughs) up, y'all. My favorite, my favorite uh, running gag is that one of one of the crabs Twitter accounts keeps posting pictures of the scores with like they're like hastily edited so that it doesn't look like they were betting against the crabs. <laughs> I was I I tweeted about this earlier, uh, but they have the most like 
trust the process system in mind mm-hmm. where they're like we don't have to win games now what we need to do is save up all of our money so that we can vote to make our team better in future seasons and i'm like oh yeah trust the process absolutely i get this <laughs> two people today would be like wow the crabs have like absolutely no team loyalty that's like mm-hmm, that's that's how it is <laughs> i'm i'm loyal to my team i will die for the baltimore crabs soft shells hard balls i get it but like i'm not gonna vo- i'm not gonna vote for them <laughs> i'll cheer them up though See, you've tapped into the experience of being a Baltimore Orioles fan. <laughs> Maybe I need to get into real baseball. <laughs> the Baltimore Orioles are not very good until they are. <laughs> uh, the pro- my problem is that I'm from Cincinnati, uh, where we we somehow like uh, we uh, the the Reds did a thing earlier this week where they like over the over a is it a series is that what it's called three games against the same team um yes but like over the course of a series they pitched um a lot of strikeouts um like more than in either our history or like we set some kind of record of something uh, and we still lost um that's the reds the reds are constantly we're constantly catching the golden snitch, but still losing the game. Yeah, that's, that's about right. <laughs> so I'm used to pain. <laughs> yeah, all of the all of the Maryland sports teams are basically like they're not very good until they are. <laughs> like our our football team will have just like four really really bad seasons or like really really mediocre seasons, and then they win the Super Bowl. I was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> good time to be a ravens fan once every five years <laughs> also this uh it's not gonna still be happening when this episode comes out but currently the season is uh sponsored by friends at the table uh so we need to sponsor a season and then that season will definitely be an arg <laughs> um i think the next season is also sponsored by friends at the table oh hell yeah then it is still true I, I thought about asking Joe if we could spot if like Orange Groves could sponsor a season. I I would gladly pitch money in from our disc from our Patreon for that. Yeah, I don't actually like I don't actually know what it entails. I guess just like chucking them a lot of money on on Patreon. I guess so. Hey uh, <laughs> hey listeners, if you want to help the or- the Argonauts buy a sports team. Uh, a sports team, I should say, with an L. Uh, hit us up on Patreon. The team won't be good, but we'll buy it. I'm going to ask the Orange Gross server right now if we can sponsor a season of <laughs> I just, like, kind of assumed that you were a Firefighters fan, because I, I guess I just assumed that a lot of people were going with, like, what would be their home team. But <laughs> but then Riley was like, no, Andrew likes crabs. Of course, Andrew likes crabs. <laughs> I, I didn't join until I learned that there was a team called the Crabs. And I thought, well, I could join and be a fan of the Crabs. That's so funny. You want to talk about the Beast? No, I want to get a sponsorship. <laughs> 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 yes, let's... let's uh trying to think of a good segue um 
I can't think of one. Let's talk about the bleast. <laughs> the bleast. Um. <laughs> uh, what happened last time on the beast? Yeah, uh, baseball is down, which means you have my undivided attention. Uh, <laughs> last time on the beast, um, a man was murdered. I think his name was Evan Chan. Is that right? Yeah, Evan Chan was murdered on his boat, the Cloud Maker. Yes. Uh, which is also the name that the ARG solvers in this community took for themselves. They are called the Cloud Makers. Yes. So our Cloud Makers are here. Uh, they found, they found a. Um, I guess I'll back up a, a second. On the poster for AI artificial intelligence, and in the trailer, they found a uh, credit in the movie for a job that doesn't exist. It was like psychotherapist for the robots. And they were like, that's weird. And when they Googled this person, uh, they found a like fake faculty pages and fake research pages for this, this researcher. Um, they put all of this together and learned about the death of uh, Evan Chan, who um, was, it seemed, murdered on a boat. And... Uh, as players discovered more and more kind of some factions, uh, they discovered like um, an, an anti-AI faction. Uh, they discovered a um, there was a, a company that was making um, making robots uh, that they wanted to track down um, a couple different factions. And everything seemed to um, kind of coalesce around one uh, AI in particular who was with him that night, um, was a sex bot whose name I'm blanking on, despite the fact that she's our main character. Uh, Venus, I believe. Okay, Venus. Um, I was hoping you'd be a little more confident about that. Um, I, I, uh, it's Venus, but she also has an alias that I don't remember. Okay. Um, but they have... Uh, there are multiple people that are out to find Venus. Uh, some of them because, um, A, because they suspect that Venus killed Evan Chan. And from everything that we've seen, it looks likely that that's what happened. We don't know why. We know that they were involved in a relationship somehow, but not why that turned to, to violence. Um, but, you know, the company that made her wants to track her down and, and get her back. There's a group of, like, rogue AIs that want to get her because, like, hey... AIs that kill humans. We like those. Come on. Um, one of them being Spartacus 2, uh, a gladiatorial AI uh, who I'm very interested in learning more about. Um, we got one faction is the, the the people that made her. It is like, we need to scoop her up and figure out why our robots are going rogue. Um, and a bunch of like anti-AI people as well. So um, everyone wants to track down this robot Venus. Um, yeah. And that's kind of where we left off before. Yes. Um, and also there was, uh, the robot therapist Janine's daughter, Laia, who, or no, her granddaughter, sorry, Janine's granddaughter, Laia, who was involved with Evan Chan in some kind of way that we don't know yet. Right. Um, 
And a lot of the puzzles and kind of, like, general information has been made available on her, like, homepage. And, um, Laia also has an AI who I think, like, lives in her brain or something. Like, she's a, she's, like, a cybernetically enhanced human. Mm -hmm. Um, and I don't remember her AI's name. Oh, isn't it? I think it's like Mephista. Yes, yes, it that, is. that rings a bell. Yeah, I feel like we need like a like a conspiracy chart for all of the different characters <laughs> in the ARC. I agree. I feel like I should have been like taking notes the last time and making like a like a relationship chart, but I also can't do that and read <laughs> and read this to you at the same time. At the same time, yeah. <laughs> So yeah, so where we left off last time was um, Laya emailed the players uh, and said that her AI Mephista caught someone trying to hack her apartment's security system um, and Mephista uh, burned out the hacker and went to search for who it was and um, and there's been kind of this like upsurge in hacker activity and Laya doesn't know who it was, but she uh, will update people later. Okay. Uh, we also know that um, Venus was on her way to get like an identity change, essentially. Mm-hmm. And, or the this person who they suspect is Venus going under a different name, which is Jenny Thompson, I scrolled up and found it. Gotcha. Uh, was going with this other guy to get, like, an identity change so that she could basically disappear. Uh, and Rogue Retrieval, who is the company that goes after Rogue AI, uh, killed her companion and are on the lookout for her. Um... And then we found out, I think, at the end of the last episode that they had caught her. Like, the the players found, like, a security feed showing them uh, capturing her. Right. Okay. That's right. I forgot about that. Um, okay. So she's been captured by rogue retrievers. Yes. Okay. <clears throat> um, and we also found out that Laya's mother is named Colleen and that she has no internet presence and I don't know if that will become relevant okay so we come to April 24th keep in mind everything that we covered last time was like the first like two weeks of the ARG (laughs) This, hopefully the stuff that we cover today will be about a month's worth of ARG stuff. Okay. Um, I'm hoping that we'll get all the way through May 23rd, but that remains to be seen. Okay. <laughs> it's it's about the same amount of stuff that we covered last time, so we'll see what happens. Gotcha. Um, so the players last time got into Evan's personal login page at Donatech, the company that he worked for. Um, and 
on April 24th, it was updated with a new email from this mysterious figure called Mother who talks to the players sometimes. Right. Uh, and, who ap- and who appears to know that they have access to Evan's email uh, because she has sent emails through there to communicate to the players before. Um, and that email said, Once upon a time in a house in a tree, there lived a kind of clock. Who could that be? Once upon a time, in a house like a wood, there lived a kind of crazy, has he been being good? Once upon a time, in a house by the sea, there lived a certain bird, should he go free? Bangalore to follow. So the first one's a cuckoo, right? Yes. What was the second part of the riddle? Uh, so they're, they're all, they're all referenced to a cuckoo. Oh, nailed it in one. Okay. It's, yeah. House in a tree, house like a wood, uh kind of clock etc um and so people so people thought uh that it was referencing a cuckoo but they were like well what does that even mean (laughs) go to Um, cuckoo.com uh but then but then it said bangalore to follow so they were like oh we should go to like the the bangalore world university page um Hmm. which was the the University that Janine Sala was a professor at, I believe. Okay. Um, and so they went to the page. They saw that it had been updated. Uh, there was a little pop-up window that told you that your interface wasn't up to date. Uh, and it had a little tiny <laughs> image of a mouse on it. The website's just like, y'all still running Windows 2000? I need you to catch up here, guys. Uh, and if you clicked on the little tiny mouse in like the corner of the of the banner, uh, you got a new page asking you if you were a man or a mouse. And if you clicked either of those, it just closed the window. <laughs> um, but they found out by looking at the source code that there was a hidden third option. Um, and to see it, you had to click and hold on the the text with your mouse button and i guess kind of like highlight uh the text in the window Mm -hmm. uh and it was it was a new option called mouse m-o-w-z hmm uh and if you if you clicked on that it would ask you to answer a riddle which was after the summer over the moon and between the nets okay and they figured out that if you went back and watched the movie trailer for AI, which had the original like phone number and like trailhead to the ARG, um, there was the there was just a, a random number uh, after the words summer two thousand one, which was like the release date of the movie, uh, over the moon in the Amblin logo and between the two web addresses for the movie. Hmm. So if you put in that random number, 323, uh, you were taken to a congratulations page uh, telling you that someone had hacked into the B- the BWU system. <laughs> uh, and there was also a bit of news saying that a student named George had hacked into the faculty directory and a test link 
which if you clicked on it brought you to a page that said this is the wrong page (laughs) (laughs) um but there was nothing in the source code as there usually is with those kind of pages um but then they realized that if you change the name for the page from a .html to a .asp, uh, they got to the real page, uh, which asked you, what's my name? George, right? So, typing in basically anything brought you to an error message, um, but the error message had a weird mp3 clip that played in the background uh and if you listen to it it was someone saying the word beelzebub um Hmm. but somehow they figured out that they had to reverse it so the the correct answer was beelzebub but backwards bubble beels okay yeah um and then they got a page that said where am i from and it had a weird background of like colored dots and like weird squiggles, um, which they realized that one of the squiggles exactly matched one of the signatures on the Declaration of Independence. And they were like, oh, this whole background of the page is like a very weirdly scanned image of the Declaration of Independence. Interesting. Uh, and. So they figured out the answer was the new world. Okay. Um, And the last question was, what business am I in? Uh, And above the question was the word Credus, C-R-I-D-U-S, but made out of the letters, but but made out of different letters that spelled the word exotic. Um, Hmm. And... That kind of stalled the players out because they couldn't figure out what the solution was. Um, And throughout these puzzles on the pages, there were like weird horizontal lines on the page. And if you took all of those lines and put them together, uh, they formed an email or not an email address, a web address uh, for the Bangalore World university website hmm. uh, which gave you slash error log slash electric sun slash reconstruct dot gif uh, which gave you a gif of username and password boxes and some images from the AI trailer gotcha neat yeah. is this um, is that the first time that this um, aside from the initial like poster is this the first time that we're like Hey, this is an ad for a movie. Yeah, and I think like that the one puzzle just now that like called back to the trailer. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um so then they were like, alright, we should figure out what this George thing is. I should say, uh the name George is spelled G Y O R G and they were like, That's weird. What okay. a weird way to spell a name. But also this A R G does take place in like <laughs> the, future. the future that's how we spell it now yeah um so someone figured out that if you typed mouse uh m-o-w-z into uh 
the faculty search, since it said that the faculty uh, page had been hacked, it would give you a message that said, no faculty member exists with the name of Mao's. Please try again or select a different department. But all of the E's had been replaced with Y's. Okay. Um, and so people were like, oh, okay, makes more sense. <laughs> <laughs> um, so if you typed George the right way, you got taken to a page with a weird like Fibonacci sequence diagram on it. Uh, but it also had words that were in German, which were taken from the webpage of, uh, Beat Bosch, who was one of the smart house designers from last time, whose, like, website was entirely in German. And they were like, well, we can't really do anything with this. <laughs> time to call in our German solving friends. <laughs> Um, and they figured out that, uh, the, the words from the website that were on there, uh, represented the first, second, third, fifth, eighth, 15th, and 21st words on the web, on the website. Uh, and they were like, oh, it's missing the 13th word because of Fibonacci sequence. So they realized that, um they had to type in the the 13th word i guess as like the the page extension and that took them to another page that said the iasa hack is not in not lancelot brown um okay. and lancelot brown is a real person who's an english landscape architect uh who is more commonly known as capability brown okay uh, and and throughout all of the websites of the architects uh, that they had visited last time, there were pages where they were asked to type in their IASA um, identification number, which IASA is like International Something Smart Home Something, I, I'm pretty sure. Okay. Or like Inter international something smart architects i don't know it's the it's the it's the cool it's, architect club okay people designing smart homes specifically yeah 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 cool um, like that episode of black mirror yeah and um so they realized that if they put capability in as the iasa number or iasa number i don't I don't really know which one is better. <laughs> uh, it would take you to a, a a new page at the Metropolitan Living Homes website, which was the like magazine that reports on smart homes. Um, that would invite you to submit your entry for the IASA apprenticeship program uh, and the annual Metropolitan Living Homes debutante ball. Okay. Uh, and you could actually like submit an entry, including uh, you had to write a brief description of your house. Uh, you had to attach a couple photos and do some and do like a longer like consideration letter, I guess. That's the weirdest. So it's like a for the houses. Uh huh. I don't even have the words, and that's my job here. Um. 
Okay, so we've got a house debutante. Is there like a like a, a Miss Universe program, but for smart houses? Pretty much, yeah. Shit. Um, and if you if you submitted it, it got added to like a a ballroom page that just collected everyone's submissions, essentially. Okay. You know they say those things aren't based off looks, but a two story brownstones one every year, so. <laughs> uh and within all of the the ballroom pages uh there were two numbers hidden in the source code that were the ninth and 12th largest mersenne prime numbers and i hold on i have to google this what what is a mersenne is prime that number? different from a regular prime number uh a mersenne prime is a prime number that is one less than a power of two Okay. So, like, <laughs> one is a Mersenne prime number. I get. I guess. Wait, it's one more than a power. Oh, a power of two, not an even number. Okay. Hey, I got uh... I, I got a question for you. Maybe not for you. This might just be for our audience and any resident mathematicians. Why do I give a shit about prime numbers? That's a good question. Why do we care? Because I know I was taught them in school, but I don't know what purpose it ever served me to know that 7 isn't divisible by any other number but itself. I think I've only ever used it for, like, puzzles. <laughs> yeah, but real. never anything real. Yeah. If someone wants to send, send us an email about why I should give a shit about prime numbers. Oh, God, we're going to get so many emails from angry mathematicians. <laughs> um, okay, so they found okay, so, fancy so prime numbers. Mersenne, yeah, so the Mersenne prime numbers are just uh, a prime number minus one, basically, I guess. It says the it says the uh, the equation is like x to the power of whatever equals two to the power of whatever minus one. Okay. I'll take your word for it. So we've got these fancy numbers that apparently matter. What are we doing with them? Uh, so they couldn't figure out what to do with them yet. So they just, those kind of got backburdered. So I guess keep those in the back of your mind. Uh, and... the So they found out that the front of uh, Metropolitan Living Homes... Uh, had a link to the, like, house ballroom uh, that said, Don't forget that we are now accepting submissions for the annual IASA MLH debutante ball. Please remember that while gallery space is limitless, our collective patience is not. While the urge is always there to sponsor every apprentice on your staff, please try to limit yourself to recommending only the very strongest up-and-coming designers. <laughs> okay. Uh, there was also a new update on the monthly news page of MLH uh, that talked about a sentient house that had been mistreated by its owner, uh, locking the owner inside a shower and burning him to death. Okay. That took a turn. It certainly did. Um, so they didn't know what to do with the prime numbers. So that got that got backburnered. They 
The Cloudmakers then noticed that the Sentient Property Crime Bureau had a news flash stating that Venus had been captured uh, and would be interrogated, sub- subjected to a memory wipe, and then returned to Belladerma, which was the robot company that made Venus. Right. So yes, so the players noticed that the Sentient Property Crime Bureau, which is the website that has like the the big wanted list of like rogue robots and such mm-hmm. and Spartacus 2 on it, uh, has a news bulletin up saying that Venus has been captured uh, and will be interrogated, subjected to a memory wipe, and then returned to Belladerma, the company that made her. Which kind of trashed some of the theories that Venus had been this other person, Jenny. Um, unless people made the supposition that Rogue Retrieval had turned her over to the Crime Bureau, mm-hmm. which did not seem out of the realm of possibility. Okay. Um, they also found... That there was something new on Martin Swinton's website. Uh, And Martin Swinton is one of the smart home people uh, from last time. Who, um, I think he was the one who made the house that, like, went crazy and murdered someone? Okay. I think that might be right. Uh... And his website had a little, like, sun and a moon graphic uh, on the top corners of the page. And people noticed that if you clicked on one of those, uh, a window popped up asking, knock, 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 who's there? Beelzebub? Or Bubzelbeeb? Or G-George? So they realized that it was the first part of a quote from Macbeth, uh, which is knock, 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 who's, who's there in the name of Beelzebub? Oh, so they, okay. Uh, so they completed the quote, um, and they got a link to Martin Swinton's private diary, hmm. uh, which talks about his him being depressed after his first smart house died huh how i i don't know okay uh and talking about his current smart home uh which has an ai in it called brutus which is not a good name for a helpful ai I feel like that is really just asking for trouble. This is my this is my uh, helper AI. His name is Thugly. <laughs> um, and they found out uh, from Martin's diary that uh, Brutus, the AI, could leave the house, uh, quote unquote. And could probably, like, travel through the internet slash the data sphere, as they call it. Uh, And that Brutus and Martin were very good friends. And Brutus probably would not kill him in the smart house. Good. Uh, They also found out that Brutus had received a letter from a certain spirited lady who was unnamed. uh, And that Martin... uh, 
had kind of a a crisis because he was asked to remove an AI from a house and uh, and Brutus did not like that idea because it would either mean killing the AI and just like erasing it or putting the AI into a replica house in which like it couldn't really do anything. Okay. Um, And so Martin refused the contract. You can't just stick it on a flash drive? Apparently not. Okay. Uh, and, and and so Martin refused the contract uh, because I I guess he he felt that it was unethical. <laughs> okay. Um, and there were a bunch of scattered quotations uh, in boxes throughout the page that were from uh, the Wasteland by T. S. Eliot. So those may uh those those may come back. Uh. Or they might just be like a thing that Martin puts in his diary. <laughs> you know, sometimes you just like quote poetry in your diary. What's like when you make your uh, when you write up your um, your fan fiction? Sometimes you just gotta put the song lyric you're thinking of at the time. Yeah. You gotta start it with knock knock, <laughs> open up the door, it's real, with the nonstop pop pop and stainless steel, <laughs> and then you get into you know your twenty k slow burn fic about Soro and Sanji. Um, yeah, exactly. I get it. I've been there. Yeah. Uh, And there were also different images that represented Brutus that all had uh, individual file names uh, that were either like V and then a number or B and then a number. Hmm. Oh, and some were E and then a number. Okay. Um, And some of the identical images had different file names. So the cloud makers were like, all right, this is a puzzle um and so they realized that the different file names corresponded to different lines in the poem and the prefix letters stood for different speakers in the poem okay um and if you kind of reshuffled the um, the lines of poetry and ordered them by the images, I guess. How did they do this? I'm trying to figure out how they how they put these in order. Okay, so so yeah, so they took all of these out of context lines from the poem and they they reordered them i guess depending on the uh the order of the images on the page um and they they kind of just reordered it to create a new poem in and of itself okay um and they realized that all of the stanzas that started with V, or all of the stanzas that corresponded to the file names that started with V, were probably corresponding to Venus, um, because the the first stanza with the the V's was when lovely woman stoops to folly and she turns and looks a moment in the glass. Here is Belladonna, the Lady of the Rocks, so intelligent, a woman drew her long black hair out tight. Okay. And they were like, okay, so V is probably Venus, but then who is B and E? 
And then they were like, well, E is probably Evan because we don't know anyone else whose name starts with E. <laughs> um, and and the the E stanzas uh, was just, what are you thinking of? What thinking? What? He wept. He promised a new start. And then they kind of figured out that the, the B stanza was probably referring to Brutus? Okay, I guess that checks out. Yeah, and so and so the B stanza was one of the low who on whom assurance sits endeavors to engage her in caresses. Those are pearls that were his eyes. I made no comment. What should I resent? His vanity requires no response. Bestows on final patronizing kiss, and they kind of realized that Brutus was in love with Venus at some point. Hmm. Uh, and and that uh, and that Venus may have returned those feelings, um, but Evan was very distraught about it, and so instantly they had a new suspect in Evan's murder. Okay. Wild. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and and they found another update on Martin's website, which was that in the galleries uh link on his website if you clicked on a certain one of the houses you got a pop-up window that would take you to a japanese version of uh the website of smart home designer kate nay uh who we met very briefly last Mm -hmm. time um which had a news section that didn't exist on the english language site um, and the new section translated said, Ivy says, I am the intellect that advances design. Ivy says, I am a lady in waiting for Kataka. Ivy says, I am dream. Ivy says, I love. Ivy says, beyond technology, beyond aesthetic ideology, beyond knowledge, beyond imagination. These things are necessary for art. Grace, empathy, ruthlessness, courage, hope. You didn't have any choice. It's not your fault. It doesn't mean that anything will happen. If anything does happen, then I'll gut that arrogant bastard like a fish. <laughs> Damn. All right. Um, and so Ivy was the name of one of the houses on Martin's website. Um, so people were like, oh, did the AI write this? Did Kate write this? Hmm. What is happening? Okay. This is, like, a very weird thing to find yeah. in, like, a pop-up on a website. <laughs> and the other thing that happened uh, around this time is that the ARM, which was the AI, or the the anti-robot militia, that's what it was. Okay. Uh, they updated their news page uh, to mention that AIs could transfer around from machine to machine. Um and which uh, the cloud makers kind of already knew could happen mm-hmm. because they knew that like Brutus could travel around and i think there there was like other mention of ais like traveling through the quote unquote data sphere and that was the that um, was the fear with um with venus that she was going to like become a different person right yeah and so they they realized that it was kind of pointing them towards the conclusion that like robots 
could not only change their physical appearance, but they could just change, like, what AI was housed inside of them. Okay, so kind of the reverse. The, like... Okay. Yeah, so, like, Venus could have swapped out with any AI at any point, essentially. Gotcha, okay. Um, And the news page also said that... uh, Had kind of a belated update on how uh, Belladerma had hired Rogue Retrieval to bring back Venus. Um, but they did not say that she had been captured. So clearly, clearly Arm is behind the times. Okay. And so from there they went to... So, so from there they had two unsolved kind of like hanging threads, which was the what business am I in puzzle... Um, and the, no, I think that was it. Yeah, I think, I think it was just the, the what business am I in puzzle. Um, and the, the weird, like, mouse hack on the, on the university website. So at this point we just start Uh, guessing (laughs) random jobs. (laughs) Yeah, so I, I think for there they, they, they sort of just, like, went back to all the websites and they were like, all right, what has updated? Like, what uh, what is new on these websites what haven't we noticed um as as you generally do with an arg when you don't really know what you're doing yeah it's time to retrace <laughs> you just our kind steps of refresh the websites um and so they found that the hack in the source code of the most wanted page on the spcb site uh you'll remember that from last time uh, there was a hacker called the Red King who had put his own version of a most wanted page, like in the back end of the of the SPCB site that was like a most wanted page for like people who treat robots badly. Hmm. Um, and he had updated that site uh, with with a little news bulletin that said, SPCB Inquisitors believe Venus was programmed. Didn't know she was going to kill that engineer until she watched herself do it. For once, they may catch an actual bad guy, and they want Venus to be able to testify, so her wipe has been postponed. That ought to give us enough time. This whole thing is still a disaster. Fletcher broke through the the optic filter code. We'll have to switch to a new protocol and change out the safe houses on the whole Miami to Waterloo corridor. We in the so-called underground elite tend to be pretty impressed with ourselves. Well, they're smart over there, too, and their machines get smarter every day. The AI will win, don't get me wrong, but the bad guys have money and influence. If the dryware doesn't help itself more soon, those wetwares friendly to it probably won't be there to see Liberation Day. Moore's Law will put us up against the wall first. Don't forget it. Um, Hmm. And Moore's Law we talked about last time, which was like, there's gonna be a law voted on as to whether like ais have personhood isn't so i didn't i didn't catch this before um that's named after a like law of robotics is putting it too strongly but like a um a thing that got noticed about computers that um moore's law is basically that like Every two years, the number of transistors you can put in the same, like, physical space doubles. 
just from like the way that oh. we learn how to make uh, machinery and parts for computers and the way that we learn how to like compress them um, that it basically like it's the reason that like 20 years ago the strongest technology you could get was like kind of a crappy desktop computer and nowadays we've got like high-tech smartphones in our pockets and you know all this stuff um, it's kind of like gone off but like that's a like i i completely blanked on the name of it when we talked about it last time but that's like an actual understood thing oh cool okay interesting. yeah so i i never put um, it together but like that's i assume it's named after that that's neat uh and so this told the cloud makers a lot obviously that like the spcb doesn't actually think that venus killed evan which was shocking hmm. Uh, and that they are actually interested in catching the killer instead of just pinning the crime on her. Okay. Uh, and they and they found out that uh, Rogue Retrieval did actually break uh, break into like the I think BIOS is the name of the like pro AI group. Uh, did actually like break their their ciphers and stuff last time and they kind of busted their little like robot smuggling ring that they had going on uh which was a theory last time because they like found out that rogue retrieval had gotten to like the files on venus before the cloud makers did okay um and so yeah, so uh, so SPCB is uh, is trying to find Evan's murderer, and because of that, uh, Venus is not going to be wiped and returned to Belladerma. Good, hell yeah. For now. For now, yeah, but good. Yeah, and 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 so uh, and so BIOS is probably gonna try to smuggle her out of there before uh, before she does get wiped. Okay, is the implication. Well, go team. Uh, and Good then, work. Yeah. And then around May 1st, uh, there were two more news articles posted on the Bangalore World University page. Uh, one of them pointed to a website called the Bangalore World University News Network. Okay. Uh, which was apparently kind of a shitty website. <laughs> and... Uh, one of the uh, the last story posted was about a in-universe company, the Rotary Rocket Company, uh, which was shut down in 2000. Hmm. Uh, and people figured out pretty quickly that it was a it was a fan-made site. Um, and they were like, "Why is this linked on?" like the the official website like this is it, very weird so it looks like a game jack but it's actually being referenced and referred to by real shit yeah it was like a fan page that someone made but the 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 game masters had just like linked it on the website which kind of had precedent cuz someone made like a like a fake evan shan tribute website which had also gotten linked elsewhere earlier in the game okay um there was also 
this, uh, the Bangalore World University News Network site also had a section with a list of websites that the players had not yet discovered hmm. within the game. Uh, and the Cloudmakers did not like that because they were pretty sure that the <clears throat> the creator of the fan site had just, like, discovered them via, like, looking them up on, like, who is. Sure. And they were like, no, that's cheating. Like, we don't want to see this. Yeah, this and feels we got... weird. Yeah, and, like, we haven't gotten links to these, site... these sites, like, in-universe yet. So, like, we don't want them out of context. Hmm. Cool. Yeah, which is cool. Like, don't don't do that shit. Don't uh don't data mine your ARGs. Yeah, please don't. <laughs> I mean, sometimes they do want you to. Yeah, it's but... it's such a weird like blanket statement to make, but like I feel like you just sometimes you got to get your gut feeling that like this is not a this is not something we should have this way. Uh, like they're uh there are some games that do definitely want you to do mm-hmm. that, but like it's usually pretty explicit. <laughs> yeah, I know when we were um when we were making some stuff for Pepsi, there was a uh, a website that I put together that had a um like a, a login. You needed a username and password. And uh I know that someone reached out to me and said, "Hey, I'm on this site. If you look at the JavaScript file you've attached, you can see the password you need." I don't think that's the way that I'm supposed to get this, though. Am I right? And I was like, no, that's because Andrew's not good at making websites and doesn't know JavaScript. Yeah. And they're like, great. I will not put the password in that way then. And I was like, thank you so much. It means a lot. Please don't, like, poke at your Christmas presents early. Like, <laughs> now that I've confirmed that that is a correct way to log in. But, like, Sometimes and there there are some games where it's like if you're trying to get into a high access security place or something like that, maybe that is what you're supposed to do because you're trying to like be a hacker actually hacking into a thing. But like, I don't know. There's a real gut feeling that's got to come with these that I feel like if it feels like you're solving it wrong, you probably are. Yeah, and like yeah, exactly. And like if you're supposed to do it a certain way, like there will usually be very glaring signs that are like. Hey, mm-hmm. or even you have to hack this. Yeah, or even with things like um, the the hat puzzle before um, when they put together a tool to get them the solution they needed, um, they were able to like reverse engineer and figure out how they were supposed to get it. It would be one thing if they were like, "Oh, this is a URL to a website that we just never checked," um, but when it's like there's no in-universe reference to this thing, there's no reason we would look at this or find this then there probably isn't something that's you know there's no sign there's no signposting yet pointing you in that direction then you probably shouldn't have gone there even if you did stumble onto it somehow yeah exactly and and so the so the players did like the censorable the ugh, the censorable the sensible slash honorable thing <laughs> and they said no we don't want this hell yeah which is, it's pretty cool that they did that instead of, like, being like, oh, yeah, let's look at these things that we're not supposed to see. Yeah, points to the cloud makers. Hell yeah. But I, I, I feel like a lot of ARG solver fan bases would 
would do uh-huh. that, would have that integrity. Well, um, it's kind of like in the same way that if you're playing a role-playing game or something like that, just because, like, you know, you may have DM'd a game before and you remember seeing a creature's stat block in the monster manual doesn't mean that you're going to, like, open to that page and reference it during a fight, you know? Yeah. Uh, and so... The next uh, BWU news article was a article about a BWU student at the New York campus named Oliver Wicks, uh, who also went by the name Beelzebub, uh, found catatonic in his dorm room. Sorry, uh, this is my friend Frank. Um, he sometimes goes by Satan. We just, you know, <laughs> um, everyone's got a nickname. You know, I got, you know, there's Fred and Freddy. This is... Satan. Yeah, you He know. just sometimes goes by Beelzebub. I guess that's... Uh, sorry, he... I, I know that I'm riffing off my own riff. That's I guess that's not too far off in like the real world where it is like, yeah, online I use this username. Which sometimes it's like, yeah, I started this one when I was 13, which means that my username is still Ninjas vs. Pirates. Yeah, exactly. Uh, ooh, the crabs and the wild wings are tied in the bottom of the ooh. ninth. Ooh... <laughs> and and so they found out that uh that the student Oliver Wicks uh Beelzebub had was found catatonic after being awake for seventy five hours watching the quote unquote freshman class of hackers uh solving a series of puzzles, but he was electrocuted by his computer and put into a coma <laughs> and <laughs> was was now having co- constant nightmares okay that that feels uh, there have been a lot of stuff in this ARG that's felt like a pretty solid uh like a pretty solid sci-fi concept that one feels a little little far-fetched uh the and and, and immediately the clan makers were like oh they're making fun of us <laughs> <laughs> we're oh, oh we're the freshman hacker class <laughs> Uh, because they were still stuck on the on the Beelzebub, what is my business puzzle? <laughs> uh, they and they had been stuck on it for like a week. Uh. <laughs> uh, and there was also another uh, thing added to the BWU page on uh, Janine Sala's publications page. Uh, and it was called multi-person social problem-solving arrays considered as a form of artificial intelligence, uh, and it had a link to the the cloud makers like chat client server. <laughs> <laughs> Which was also kind of like poking. Yeah, absolutely. Look at look at this AI we've developed. It's a bunch of nerds in the chat room. <laughs> um, yeah. I assume this is fair game since you just made me go to this website apparently on the uh another reason to support the baltimore crabs in uh blazeball we've got a team member called oliver not a robot yeah our our pitcher is named oliver not a robot who i, I believe we stole from uh from the moist top oh yeah he's not good but he's also not a robot so i trust him yeah he's a, he's a normal human yeah man. just like everyone in this arg <laughs> Just a normal flesh, flesh boy. <laughs> Hi ho, cut me and I'll bleed. <laughs> um, and so shortly after that, 
Uh, everybody who put their names into Laya's uh, contact list on her website got an email from Laya uh, with the subject, When is a red herring not? <laughs> uh, and Laya said, Old friends, Abuela has been writing a paper about how a group of people working in concert can be considered as a fantastically powerful parallel processor. After visiting the link she provided as a demonstration of her theory, this makes a world of sense to me. Abuela actually dropped everything this weekend for some kind of emergency consultation. I don't know what she was working on, but she didn't sleep at all Sunday night. I had a bad night too for a strange reason. A frightening reason. Mephista had a nightmare. That hasn't happened before. Usually she's just there at my ear, my wise raven, my witch's cat. She works out the score to music I hear and particularly like. She has the menus memorized at all the places I like to order from. She doesn't, like, make me less human. She makes me more me. Of course, the first few weeks after implanting feel strange. This voice whispering words at you you haven't learned to hear yet. Showing pictures you have to learn how to see. But it had been years and years since I had the sense of her as something other than me. But Sunday night, I woke up and she was tossing and turning in me like a child in a hot bed. Flicks and phosphors of her thought guttered around the edges of the of the HUD implants. The noises were worse. Part of me, the meat of me, could tell the room was quiet, but in my head I heard these sounds, clicks and whistles, wind, clanking machinery, a deep, wicked voice, Mephista crying. What's wrong, I started to ask, but she who never sleeps was sleeping. She didn't come when I called her, and when I touched my face, it was wet with her tears. Huh. Okay. Yeah. The idea of an AI having a nightmare is terrifying to me. It really is. And like, people were like, oh, this is very weird. Because also, like, AIs don't sleep. Yeah. Or they're not supposed to sleep. Uh, and they posited that it was like something being caused by like a hacker or another AI. Okay. I could see that. And, like, potentially maybe, like, the hackers that Mephista had gone after the last time they heard from uh, Laia. Okay. And so, yeah, so that is very weird and extremely concerning. That's very concerning. Although I will say, a little, weirdly enough, less concerning to me than the idea that the robot just fell asleep. Yeah. (laughs) And, uh, And they were like... Well, hold on a second. Why is the title of this email, When is a Red Herring Not? That has to be like a clue to something, right? Right. Like, I'm starting there's to, no reason for this. I'm starting to wonder if they should have just used those websites. So they were like, well, we, ha- like, th- we have this business puzzle that wants to know what business they're in. And it says that we should have access to pretty dated material. And... They were like, can we we really just put in redherring.com? Is it that easy? (laughs) Oh, boy. It was that It always is that easy. (laughs) (laughs) And so they they got a page for redherring.com, the business of innovation. Um, And if you typed in innovation as the answer to the what business am I in puzzle, uh, you got taken <laughs> to a, a little mini leaderboard of people who had solved the puzzle first. 
Oh man, incredible. <laughs> uh and there was also a little bit of information about how uh the hacker Beelzebub was smoked on that that previous Sunday. Uh and apparently uh Janine was involved with that. And there was also some hidden text uh about the author of the page finding uh someone named Sophia who uh managed to get a few pixel fragments Hmm. um and they figured out that the pixel fragments were the image that they were kind of slowly reconstructing out of horizontal bars from the different like riddle pages and they were like oh this is like of someone named sophia i guess (laughs) i guess i guess they also found so after after this they had like finished their last like hanging thread they were very relieved Mm -hmm. uh they also found that the anti-robot militia page had updated Ooh, our favorite friends yeah uh there was a new link at the bottom to a members only page Ooh, uh we can get the real racist shit Ooh. <laughs> the real bad tell stuff. me more tell me more like does he hate a car <laughs> the, the paywalled content um so there was a thing at the bottom of the members only page that was like hey uh some of us have had our our uh our user our user numbers it says uan i don't remember what uan was supposed to be uh they had their uan numbers rescinded so uh they were now allowing people in without them you just had to agree that you hated robots (laughs) (laughs) that's good they didn't they didn't reach out to the commission it was just like permabant (laughs) yeah uh and so they were able to get in they all literally all you had to do was press an agree button (laughs) (laughs) and you and you had to you had to answer who the leader of the killer robots was uh, and, and most people went Spartacus with Spartacus 2. two. <laughs> yeah, of course. Uh, and so uh, from there you would get a whole list of new links. Uh, there was a memorial uh, called the Cal 63 Memorial, uh, which was a memorial to a bunch of anti-robot militia supporters who had blown themselves up by firing at extremely explosive chemicals. Aw, poor babies. Uh, there was there was an article called In Our Defense, which was a list of weapons that they could use to blow up robots. Uh, and one of them was called the N-Leech, uh, which was a weapon that infiltrates the brain of an AI and slowly kills them. Um, and people speculated that this was what had killed Martin Swinton's first house. Uh, I guess because of 
his, because uh, Martin's diary said a lot of upsetting stuff about his first house dying very slowly and painfully. Mm-hmm. Which s- sucks. Yeah. I mean, just the concept of that Yeah, sucks. I'm not into it. <laughs> Fucked up. Fucked up if true. <laughs> um, and there was a catalog and merchandise uh, page that had an announcement that said... <laughs> said that the anti-robot militia was taking five years to fulfill most orders because they don't use computers. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, good. Good. (laughs) Oh, boy. Uh, And there was also a link where you could get a new uh, UAN. Uh, which you had to put in your email address and put in a couple details about yourself and you would get a email uh, giving you a URL to set up a UAN. Uh, you would have to put in your phone number, your location, and a couple other things. Uh, and then there was one last link that linked to the special event rally, uh, which was rallies that the anti-robot militia were holding in Los Angeles, Chicago, and New York uh, on May 6th. And people were like, oh, an in-person event. Wild. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, And some people didn't think that they were going to be real events, uh, but the there was, like, actually a page to make a reservation and, like, tell them that you were coming, and they did, like, request that people wear specific articles of clothing so they could like know who was there uh for the rally right uh and and the cloud makers had at that point already had some in-person meetings like just amongst themselves in new york so they were like oh this is definitely just like gonna be an official fan gathering uh and they and they were told that um they would get an exact time and place to be there for the rally at like a later time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and since they had signed up for UANs, they could finally look at the catalog on the Belladerma website, which you had to put in your UAN. I feel like UAN is universal access number. I don't know if that's I'd, true. I'd believe that. Uh, yeah. And you had to, so you had to put your UAN in to look at Belladermer's catalog, and they could finally do that. It was mostly pictures of robots, of course. So, uh, I'm going to speculate a little bit. Um, UAN being like a universal identifying thing is interesting in like a sci-fi thing where like if everything's connected to the internet, having that is basically your IP address where it's like, this can verify that you are who you say you are posting online. Right. Uh huh. If that's the case, it's very funny that like the anti robot militias having trouble getting people to join because people have set those aside. It sounded like they just forgot like the card code for their club, but in reality, it's like these people forgot their social security number, so we can't let them in. So I guess everyone can just get in now. All you have to do is just click agree that you hate yeah. robots. 
I don't know that I, it's 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 the it's the ultimate uh, captcha test. Yeah. It's just the like I am not a robot clicker, you know. Yeah. A robot wouldn't click agree. <laughs> a robot wouldn't agree that they hate robots. It'd cause their heads to explode. <laughs> That's a double negative. So robots good. can't deal with that one. This this ARG has a lot more like funny stuff in it than I expected. Yeah, it's funnier and s- saying it's smarter than I expected is rude, but like it has a lot more going on than I expected. Yeah. Um, and so uh, in looking at the Belladorma catalog, they realized that one of the robot models was identical to one of the employees at Donatech. Uh, it was the, the same exact picture used for them. Uh, and her name is Svetlana Salini, uh, and she was one of Evan's co-workers. Uh, and people were like, oh, okay, she's a robot. We don't really know the significance of this. <laughs> Like, good to know, I guess, but, like, she hasn't been important to the plot right. yet, so whatever. <laughs> you do you, friend. Good, good for her. Um, and the Emancipation for All website, which I believe was a website uh, lobbying for, like, AI rights and, like, robot rights and stuff, uh, added some news articles, too. Uh, one was a website of a detective group called the Sphere Watch, uh, which was another fan website, which was run for a different group of fans who were solving the ARG, who were not the cloud makers. It was just, it was just essentially being like, hey, just so you guys know, this other group is out here working on the ARG. Huh. Someone linked to this on Reddit, and here we are. Yeah. Uh, And they also found out that Emancipation for All was also having its own meetup. Okay. And uh, it was a meetup of the Thomas Paine Society uh, in London. Interesting. So we're going international. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and they and they said for interested parties to give a shout in the usual quarters and they would try to make it happen. Hmm. Uh, and people were like, well, that tells us nothing, so maybe they'll announce more information later. <laughs> so we have two groups having dueling meetups. There's the, the ARM rally and the, the Thomas Paine Society uh-huh. uh, like pub meetup to discuss robot rights uh and they also there was also uh in in the real life of marketing the movie uh steven spielberg and kathleen kennedy uh, and Haley joel osment did a talk at mit university to advertise the movie ai can you imagine going to a talk at a at mit and on the stage is fucking 10-year-old Haley Joel Osment. <laughs> yeah. Just to talk about being in a movie. And someone at the talk asked uh, during, like, the, the question segment how it was working with Janine Sala. And Kathleen Kennedy 
afterwards handed out Janine Sala's business cards to the audience. Interesting. Cool. Yeah. Um, <laughs> They're handing out and... business cards at an event? As part of an ARG? Yeah. Weird. I know. Wild. The, just the wild world of 2001. Yeah, who has done that? Uh, and so one side of the business card was in English and had basically everything they already knew, her website, her phone number. Uh, the other side, uh, had text in a language called Kannada, which is a dialect spoken in specifically Bangalore. Okay. Uh, and the translation, uh, on that side, instead of Cybertronics, Dynatech Chair, and Computational Psychology, uh, it said God Queen Proud Throne. Uh, and instead of Bangalore Wor- World University, it said Bangalore World Factory. Huh. Uh, and instead of New York City, it said New Hell. <laughs> okay. Uh, and instead of the URL at the bottom, it said Old Spanish Dust. Okay. And people were like, wow, that's weird. Uh, and of course they tried oldspanishdust.com and .org and .net. And that didn't work. But uh, they tried Old Spanish Dust as an extension of her uh, Bangalore World University page. So slash Sala slash Old Spanish Dust. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they found a directory listing with exactly one page of it uh, called an era phage. Uh, and they also noticed that on the Sala family homepage, uh, one of Janine's interests was listed as Spanish dust. And people were like, hmm, weird. Don't know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> huh. Neat. Uh, and on the an page, uh, was a, I guess a transcript of a emergency consultation, uh, between Janine and uh, an AI uh, talking about how the AI in control of the Cybertronics New York research facility uh, had been attacked by another AI, fought it off successfully, and then committed suicide for no apparent reason. Huh. Uh, and, they, and Cybertronics brought in another AI that had once again been attacked fought off its attacker and killed itself weird and so essentially uh i think cybertronics was consulting with uh janine uh but so cybertronics at that point knew because of the two ais that had killed themselves that the attacks had originated from a clinic in New York called the Catskill Seaview Clinic, uh, which specialized in using AIs to help people stop having nightmares. Uh, and the and their AIs could, like, influence dreams of their patients. Hmm. Uh, and they apparently had a patient named Barrett Howard who had entered the clinic with extremely bad nightmares and had gotten very close to an AI named Loki. Again, not a good name for an no, AI. No, it really isn't. The, the, you're telling me this is a robot named after a trickster god? And I'll just uh, put that in my head. That's the plan yeah, here? Just Yeah, just like just allow that guy to be okay. in your mind. 
Is it better um, or worse than Tom Hiddleston? <laughs> uh, and the uh, and so the the people at Caskills had uh, made their AIs to essentially be evolving intelligences, which meant that they were very curious about their patients. Um, and Loki became extremely curious about Barrett. Uh, and started quote unquote eating his nightmares and then started eating the dreams of other patients as well and became an anerophage which is a, a dream eater essentially uh, and then attacked Cybertronics huh. wild uh, and so Janine recommends that the, uh, the Catskill Seaview Clinic should delete Loki from their servers and then hopefully any other like fragments of him floating around on the internet would just die off as well. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Yeah. Um, and people were like, oh, okay, that's what happened to the hacker Beelzebub who was put into a coma with like constant nightmares. And that's probably what also happened to Mephisto. Okay. Like there's this... There, this like ai going around like eating people's dreams like giving them nightmares just an ai Um, out here to spook you yeah uh and they they theorized that it might even be responsible for the the smart house suicides they had been hearing about because apparently loki like possesses the will to make other ais commit suicide Hmm. uh and People also speculated that uh, Catskill probably wouldn't be able to delete Loki all the way. And uh, if you highlighted the text at the very top of this log page, it actually gave you a email address for Loki, which was Loki at CatskillSeaViewClinic.org uh, with the caption, So There Meet. Okay. And if you emailed that address, all you would get back was a completely blank email. Hmm. Which is somehow more ominous than if you had gotten anything. Yeah, somehow. <laughs> but because of this email address, they had the web address for the Catskill Seaview Clinic. Uh, which was just the the uh, the general website for the clinic. Like, it, it said kind of what their treatment methods for patients are uh like you could come and go whenever you wanted uh and it also talked about their ai that ran the clinic uh aurora who was asleep for 23 hours of the day okay uh to care for patients Uh, and they also had four ais in addition to aurora who were named psyche eros narcissus and loki Okay. Not sure I want my AI being called Narcissus either. It's stuck in my yeah. head. Um, and they also, uh, the Cloudmakers also went through a little bit of like URL trial and error as they as, as they, they do, do. Uh, and fa- <laughs> as they do, and found the URL for Cybertronics because they had come up a bunch already. 
Uh, and they were like, oh, we should probably have a website for these guys since we've heard so much about them. Uh, and they were able to find out that it was cybertronics-corp.net, uh, which, um, when you got there, it looked normal, but it turned into, like, a weird flash animation of, like, skulls and, like, creepy sounds and stuff okay. to kind of, like, indicate that it had been hacked. As um, hackers do, yeah. I remember the yeah, Twitter hack. Well, hacked, <laughs> well, hacked by, by Loki, who is, like... A, a, the trickster god, yeah. Yeah, na- nightmare yeah. AI. <laughs> uh, and people found out that it, right before you got redirected to the Flash animation, if you looked at the source code of the page, uh, there was Base64 in it that had a little haiku that said, Plato disappeared, beautiful land. Okay. So who stole the Play-Doh, Marn? <laughs> and so from there, uh, they're kind of hanging threads where they didn't know who Sophia was, who had been mentioned a couple times. Uh, and they and they were like, what was with that like weird Japanese Kate Nay website? Like, we still don't know what was up with that. So those are kind of their, their hanging threads at the moment. They didn't really have any outstanding puzzles. Um, but um, Rogue Retrieval then updated their website with a account of how uh, their agent Diane Fletcher, who is the one who is a robot, who's like a, a, a traitor to robot kind. Okay. Uh, because she's a robot who catches robots. Right. Uh, they, they put up a account of how she captured Venus, uh, that she followed her to a DC area store known for smuggling fugitives, uh, and noticed a discrepancy in the store's logo that she correctly guessed was meant as a secret passcode, uh, which was the, the puzzle that the players also did hmm. with like the, the hats on the website. Okay. Um, and from that, they, they mostly found out uh, that uh, Venus, while she had been in the Electric Toyland, uh, like, underground robot altering place, uh, she had had her serial number erased and her UV signature altered uh, so that she couldn't be picked up as a robot. Okay. Wild. Yeah. And um, and yeah, that was that was really the only uh, information they learned from Rogue Retrieval since Rogue Retrieval had turned uh, Venus over to the uh, the like escaped property bureau or whatever they're called. Uh, and at, around this point, and because uh, they had gotten the business cards, uh, people started emailing Janine again, uh, and they noticed that her email autoresponder had changed. Um, and it had changed to, as Dr. Sell's administrative alleged intelligence, it is my melancholy task to brush you off. Why? <laughs> because you simply don't rate. Why? Because the good doctor is busy molding impressionable young minds, teaching courses, working in the lab for the betterment of sentience everywhere? Not so much. Actually, she's taking incredibly lucrative retainers from big corporate clients to prepare top secret eyes only reports like... And a link to the old Spanish dust mm-hmm. page. 
gosh, sure hope it doesn't fall into the wrong hands. <laughs> uh, and and people were like, oh, Janine's AI like fucking hates her. Like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and um, they had gotten an email from Laya earlier saying that Janine does not treat her AI very well. Okay. Uh, and so they were like, yeah, this kind of tracks. <laughs> um, and uh, and they found that her uh, her answering machine had also changed. Uh, you got like the same message of Janine, but then uh, at the end it said, please enter your four-digit code to check your messages, meet. <laughs> <laughs> it makes me laugh anytime a robot calls people meet. Yeah, it's really good. Uh, and they were like, oh, uh, we can now access Janine's messages, I guess. Uh, and they had to figure out a new four-digit code. Uh, and so last time they figured out, like, the the digits were basically T9 for, like, important names or, like, phrases. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they were like, ah, oh, we need one that's, like, four letters. Uh, and I realized that Janine's middle name, as listed on the Sala family page, was Miro. Uh, and so they put that in T9, typed it in, uh, and they got a message um, from uh, someone named Rhonda Hathaway at Cybertronics uh, trying to send Janine uh, some tactical logs. Uh, but saying that her email uh, wasn't working. <laughs> uh, and also saying, uh, give me a call, damn it. It's only a matter of time before this thing cuts our throats. Mm, indeed. Mm. And uh, apparently the Cloudmakers had a debate over if Janine's AI was... Uh, infected by Loki or just like pissed off at being mistreated. <laughs> sure, yeah. I'd be pissed off. I, I feel it. Yeah, I feel like it's just like a, an angry secretary. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And so then in the real world on May 6th, uh, the LA Times ran a ad for the movie uh, that had a weird arrangement of letters up in one corner. Uh, it had some letters and some weird lines uh, that fit into a grid. Uh, and people realized that the grid was... The grid and the letters was were a chess problem. Okay. Uh, because the letters were P, N, and K for Pawn, Knight, sure. and King. Uh, and they realized that it was probably a problem... Uh, either about or sent to them by the Red King, the hacker. Okay. Yeah. Uh, May 6th was also the day that the in-person uh, events were supposed Here to happen. Here we go. Uh, for, for ARM uh, in New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago. Uh, they were supposed to begin simultaneously at 10 p.m. EST. Uh, and... Everyone going uh, w- were, was told that they should remain in contact with quote-unquote home base, so probably like the cloud maker mm-hmm. chat, while they were at the rallies. 
Uh, and right before the rallies, uh, everyone who signed up got an email with the time and the specific place they should be at. Uh, and also something that told them their ranking number. So, like, your ranking is 2 or 1 or 4 or whatever. Uh, and something that said, like, your fifth letter or, like, your fourth letter or whatever. Okay. Uh, and so the the cloud makers uh, kind of worked out who was going to the events and uh, who was going to have their phones and who was going to relay information. Uh, and they set up a 2001-era network of, like, people who were at the rallies communicating information back to people at home who were on their computers. And this was... Who were co- this is 2001, so we're sending, like, carrier pigeons home. Yeah. <laughs> Wild. Yeah. Uh, so that they could share the information with, like, the people in the Yahoo groups and, like, the chat room. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so everyone at the event got a bandana and a leaflet uh, from their their quote unquote ra- rally leaders who were just like NPCs, whatever faction uh, they're with. Yeah, who were uh, and they were like taken into a room for the rally group. Uh, the leaflets had a secret message uh, on them that if you if you folded them the right way, like some of the. Uh, some parts of it had little dash marks and if you folded it so that the dash marks lined up uh the words that appeared on uh on the line were sphere base slash street number okay um and people are like oh okay uh data sphere sphere base is an internet address uh and so they were like all right so arms opposition is unite or arms website is unite and resist so that's the sphere base and then slash street number uh we'll we'll put in the street number for the the venue that we're at right now okay um and so there were three different web pages that all worked uh they were all identical uh for each rally but they all worked for the the street numbers of the rally cool um and they had forms that you needed to fill in about uh information from some of from each of the individual venues uh which required uh, people at the venues to relay information to the people online okay uh around the time that this was happening uh the spcb most wanted page uh had updated um which uh corresponded a little bit to the puzzle that they were getting okay. um it had the phrase like resign terra robot on it hmm. um which corresponded to rtr that they had gotten on one of the uh the venue puzzle pages okay there was also a bunch of other like kind of weird stuff happening at the rallies uh one of the uh some of the signs at the rallies uh some letters were like offset or italicized and uh spelled the words fall in uh some people were told by the rally leaders to fall in uh the rally members put their rankings and letters together and they were like oh if we go by these then they form a word 
(laughs) (laughs) So, like, they had to line up by the rank that they were told and then take the the letter of their name that they had been told and put that into the word. So the word for New York was destiny, uh, Chicago was biological, and Los Angeles was insure. Okay, interesting. Uh, And entering those into the venue pages uh, took you to a new puzzle. Um, And which uh, was like a, a weird rhyming puzzle that started with the word abuse. Um... And the Los Angeles group was giving, given the clue sounds like, Chicago was giving the clue hyperbole, and New York was given the clue find the animal. Okay. Um, so they realized that they had to take those clues in order, so abuse became confused because it sounds like abuse. Uh, discombobulate was the next answer because it's hyperbole of confuse. Okay. Uh, cat was the next answer because it was the animal inside the word discombobulate uh and then they they kind of continued with fat sounds like cat gargantuan hyperbole of fat ant animal inside gargantuan pant sounds like ant hyperventilate hyperbole of pant hyena animal and hyperventilate i will take your word on all of those (laughs) (laughs) It's just like a weird like word game puzzle. Sure. Uh, you ever you ever see the you... movie Black Dynamite? No. There's a scene where they figure out the clues by making insane leaps of logic, and that's what this puzzle reminds me of. Yeah, it's, it's basically that. Um, and and once they typed all of that in, they just got an empty page that said "Get a job." <laughs> <laughs> That's incredible. Yeah. <laughs> Just says go to hell, nerd. Yeah. Um but then uh the people at the New York rally went into the bathroom and they discovered a message written on the mirror in the bathroom at the rally. Hmm. Uh that said Engineer wanted cybernetic experience, RUR 14 sec, modules short term contract. Contact John E. Galt at uniteandresist.org. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, and immediately people started emailing John E. Galt and uh, it bounced back. Yeah, who is John uh, E. Galt? And they realized that uh, the message. In, in the mirror was spelt perfectly except for it was missing an E in engineer and they were like okay we gotta take the E out of John E. Galt uh, and they just like I guess randomly started emailing John Galt at websites from the ARG <laughs> just like to see if it worked uh, and someone emailed John Galt at donatech.com and they got an autoresponder uh, that bounced back to them all right. Which was, thanks for submitting your resume. It suggests that you are eminently qualified for our needs. If you would be so kind as c- to complete a simple qualifying examination, you will find it at this website, uh, which had a, a link to a uniteandresist.org p- 
page. Okay. Uh, and the signature of the email said LAX-BORD-RLGA-S. Hmm. Um, and if you visited the UniteAndResist.org website uh, URL that you were given, uh, it got what this website calls another puzzle which looks very complicated and has yet to be figured out. <laughs> okay. And um do you know what John Galt is a is a is a reference to? Uh yeah, that's um the f- it's either the Fountainhead or Atlas Shrugged. I know it's um it's it's an Ayn Rand's reference. I don't remember yeah, which book so, specifically. So John Galt is a is a character in in Atlas Shrugged. Mm-hmm. Um I think he's he's one of like the the, the protagonists of Atlas Shrugged, um, and I specifically know this because it was a meme on Tumblr for a while. Uh, so, in Atlas Shrugged, uh, John Galt gives a speech that lasts like uh, eighty pages, right? That is like yeah, it was like eight, 60 pages long. Yeah, uh, and. Uh, and on Tumblr for for a while, uh, it was it was a meme to spam people's inboxes with the entire text of the John <laughs> Galt speech. Oh no! <laughs> I'd rather get the entire script to B movie. <laughs> oh man! Because because I think at some point people realized that you could just like find it online for free on just like a, a page that just like had it as plain text and so people would just copy and paste it to each other or they would like do a bait and switch where it like started out as like a like a real thing that they were submitting to their friend uh, <laughs> <laughs> and then it would just immediately segue into like for 12 years you've been asking who is John Galt this is John Galt speaking <laughs> <laughs> Um, and so, and so I can't like think about John Galt without making that connection in my <laughs> mind. Uh, and so, so while these, uh, while these emails were being sent, uh, each the uh, the Cloudmaker group at each rally had been given a ripped up book. Uh, New York got the book Colossus by D. F. Jones. Chicago got Mortal Engine by Stanislaw Lem. And Los Angeles got The Robots of Dawn by Asimov. Hmm. Uh, and they were all sci-fi novels with robots in them, basically. Yeah, okay. Um, and they realized that uh, certain letters in the books had tiny dots underneath of them. And from that, they were able to put together messages. Uh, the New York message said, We are natural agents. We enforce the rules of true biological life. We will always help men. Men achieve their true destiny. GN, 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 GN. Okay. Um, Gin, 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 gin. Gin, 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 gin. And and someone at the New York rally noted that uh, the GN might stand for goodnight, or it might be there just to, like, screw up automated decoders. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And Chicago and Los Angeles did not decode their books with the same amount of speed okay um but uh the rallies were also given 500 piece jigsaw puzzles to complete damn (laughs) just i guess while they were there (laughs) (laughs) no clues no hints just like have fun y'all like puzzles right well, uh, so each of the puzzles had 
pieces missing. Uh, and they believed that the missing number and location of the, uh, the missing pieces, uh, so they thought they were pretty sure that each piece would have a number and it would be somewhere, uh, would help them solve the puzzle that John Galt had sent to them. Okay. Uh, but only New York can manage to complete their puzzle. Uh, the New York people and possibly the, uh, the people at Los Angeles, uh, were allowed to take their puzzles and books home with them. Uh, but the people in Chicago weren't, uh, hmm. and they were told by their rally leader that the, the really important part was how many pieces of the jigsaw puzzle had dots on the back of them. Oh, interesting. And so that was kind of where they left it. Like, New York was the only one who managed to kind of get all their puzzle pieces together. Uh, and and so eventually they all ha- kind of had to go home. Uh, the ARM news page uh, updated the next day uh, or a couple days later uh, saying that the the rally leaders from New York, Chicago, and L.A. had all been assassinated. Damn. All right. Yeah. Uh, they had and a live event where they gave out business cards and then immediately killed off the person afterwards? Damn. <laughs> I know. Who would do that? Who would do that? <laughs> what a fucked up thing to put in your ARG. Yeah. Uh, and uh, SPCB put on their website that they were investigating those murders uh, and that at least one of the robots thought to be responsible was from the uh, the pro-AI militant faction, ARI. Uh, they also mentioned that Venus had escaped from the SPCB. Oh, shit. Uh, by a cleverly exploiting a security equipment malfunction just door broke she slipped out yeah just yeah just door broke yeah okay <laughs> uh and and so people immediately theorized that like another ai had probably helped her mm-hmm. uh, especially because the uh the spcv uh listed that she had at least one accomplice gotcha uh and they also said that the download that her personality that they had made had been deleted. So presumably also by the AI that had helped her out. Okay, cool. And so people were like, well, the SPCB doesn't think that Venus killed Evan. So like, why are they still telling us that mm-hmm. she's like a murder suspect yeah. who, who, who has escaped? Like, sucks <laughs> yeah that is weird yeah uh the red king updated his little like back end hacky page again uh with a a paragraph oh sorry my other computer just beeped at me Uh oh what are you doing bud <laughs> it's trying to help i guess i know who killed evan <laughs> it was me uh, spartacus three Um, so the, the Red King, uh, updated his, uh, his little hacky page again, 
Uh, it said, Peter, Peter, the spooks at the SPCB can't keep their women. She got bored and left. Too bad she got by all that expensive spook stuff. But truly too bad her old Lombard tormentor had the new bucks to pay- buy her pass back. Even when you want the SPCB to do their damn job, they screw it up. At least the girls where she should be. Home free. The pigs where he's always has been. Playing God with the corrupt system. Yeah, checks out. Yeah. Red King says all cops are bastards. <laughs> we stand a Red King. We stand the Red King. Um, and so people interpreted this to mean that uh enrico basta uh who uh who worked for a company called lombard was the lombard tormentor uh because he he was uh the guy who like owned venus before uh before she like went off with evan okay he uh had used his money to buy her personality or like memories somehow uh which is references buying her past sure that makes sense and the next day uh Lya sent out an email oh the the same day Lya sent out an email essentially confirming this uh called he ordered a replacement and she said another custom woman belladerma top of the line bustier this time not so smart Submissive personality in BD's charming phrase, bound in joy. He ordered a replacement before Venus had been caught, as if he didn't expect to see her again, or maybe he didn't want to see her again. Now, miraculously, Evan's Evan's killer has escaped from the SPCB. Now, mysteriously, the file download of her memory has disappeared, too. Maybe it was an accident, it was a malfunction, it was SPCB incompetence. All I know is I wouldn't want to be the replacement. Okay. So we've got a second Venus possibly in play. Essentially, yeah. Interesting. And the implication that Basta is the one who stole Venus's memories from the SPCB. Okay. Uh, the Cloudmakers also found out uh, around this time that another one of Martin Swinton's houses that he had designed had died. And they were like, at, at this point, they were like, Okay, clearly it's not an accident that like this guy in, partic- <laughs> in particular's like smart houses keep dying. Right. Like, what is up with this? Uh, it's like someone has a vendetta against these smart houses. Yeah. Uh, and they also noticed that uh, if you went to Janine Sala's page uh, on BWU, there was a image of a pair of eyes uh in the in the bottom left corner and if you clicked on those eyes you were taken to a new website called Sophia's Temple uh which was a picture of a pair of closed eyes and a login prompt okay uh and they were like okay this is the same Sophia that the red king mentioned like way long ago uh and she probably put this link on Janine's page and she might be an AI, but uh, we don't have the login. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if you if you entered any, pretty much any use word and password combination, uh, you got redirected to a website called Eliza's Tea Room. Hmm. Uh, which Adrian Hahn in this uh, outline calls the most peculiar and frustrating puzzle he has yet to encounter in this game. <laughs> Uh, which 
was it would ask you a a series of questions uh that were pretty much random and you would have to uh essentially figure out the eternal the like bizarre internal logic behind uh the the answers in order to like get through all of them um and essentially after uh every series of questions you would have to wait like 15 minutes and then come back to the site (laughs) uh and so essentially the the internal logic is that the site hates you (laughs) sure yeah you know yeah as it does um so it would ask like, "Is Eliza smarter than you?" And you would say yes. yes. And it would be like, "Are you dumber than Eliza?" And you would have to say yes. yes. Um, but there were also some stuff where it was like, "What is my eye color?" And it, people just had to like guess until they figured it out. <laughs> um. And uh, and so after you after you put everything in. Uh, you had to wait 15 minutes and come back, uh, and then you had to put in your nickname and favorite word, uh, which would be your username and password, uh, for that puzzle, uh, and then, uh, there was a little, like, animated teddy bear on the, on the site, uh, that would, that was asking you all of these questions, and so once you set up your username and password, uh, it would ask you, hello, child, since Miss Eliza is the more, most important thing in the world, I shall ask you a question about her. I thought about asking about her favorite flower, but Miss Eliza scolded me for thinking out loud and said I had spoiled it, so some other tidbit will have to do. <laughs> I am thinking of something that Miss Eliza never misses until it's gone. What can it be? Something Miss Eliza misses, never misses till it's gone a chance to mock me <laughs> uh and they and they figured out that the answer was uh toad in the hole because if you put if you put uh in basically any other answer it would just start redirecting you to like various wikipedia pages having to do with like toad in the hole or like various other <laughs> web pages of, like google searches okay having to do with toad in the hole <laughs> what is toad in the hole is that like the toast with an egg in the middle i think so okay i'm pretty sure that's what it is <laughs> and so that's how they figured it out i i kind of agree that this 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 puzzle is a little bit infuriating because you essentially have to fail in order to figure out what it is. Um, and then once you answered the puzzle, you had to wait 15 minutes, and then you would get another puzzle, uh, which uh, which was just before you called. Miss Eliza was consoling one of us, her favorite actually, something about no longer being of much use. Who do you think it was? And again, you had to get it wrong, and it would kick you out to different pages, uh, which had to do with like various hobbies like model trains collecting butterflies and like tarot cards uh and they were like guessing a bunch of different things and i think uh it 
they they eventually realized that it was a hobby horse hmm. the the toy that was being referred to okay got a message saying that uh hobby horse was their seventh secret word um meaning that some of the answers that they had already gotten from the website were their other five secret words which were told in toad in the hole and cetacean um okay i don't quite know how they got but okay um and they realized that like oh the the trailers for ai say that like there are seven distinct words that like you have to say to activate an ai and so like we have our we have seven secret words we don't know what they activate (laughs) sure it's your uh we've got them sleeper agent activation code yeah you you know you got you got them um and i'm picturing that scene from uh the winter soldier except the guy stands up with the book and he's just like toad in the hole (laughs) miss eliza uh and they and they also got a message that said like miss eliza says she expects you to treasure the secret words she's bestowed upon you as they are most certain to prove invaluable later on (laughs) all right um and so the the waiting for 15 minutes thing was essentially a buffer because originally you had to wait for a day in between puzzles Jeez. and the cloud makers were pretty sure that it was to prevent them from solving the entire thing in like an hour. Yeah, I would believe that. Uh and and so eventually I think as as people like caught up to the the puzzles um the the game master shortened the wait to uh to fifteen minutes, which was kind of nice, you know. Yeah, that's I mean, that's like, a lot nicer would, than a my, day. Yeah, like why make people wait a whole day? If you don't <laughs> have to. <laughs> it's my least favorite thing in like mobile game design, so it's Ugh. wild that they would do that for like ARG design as well. Yeah, I mean. I guess they could kind of get away with it because, like, the internet was pretty slow back then. Yeah. But, like... um, And so they were like, well, we still don't know who Sophia is and why her site kicked us here. And we... <laughs> we still, still don't, don't know, know why Eli- any of this happened. Yeah, we, and we still don't know who Eliza is. And we still don't know what any of this has to do with Janine's page. Uh... But someone guessed that uh, Eliza might have been one of the AIs from uh, the Catskills Seaview Clinic who wasn't Loki. Okay. Uh, because in like the little flash animation in Eliza's tea room, uh, there was a, a painting of a cat on the wall, uh, and there was a window that that showed like this a picture of the sea. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, and and so people kind of speculated, like, oh, that's probably a clue, right? <laughs> <laughs> probably. Probably, you know, probably a clue. It seems clue adjacent. Um, seems seems like we can uh, we can identify images. <laughs> <laughs> and so at this point, they still had a bunch of stuff unsolved. Uh, they had not solved the chess puzzle from the LA Times, right? Uh, they they hadn't solved the uh, the John Galt puzzle at the URL that he had given them. 
they didn't know who Sophia was, didn't know who Eliza was, didn't have the login to Sophia's temple. Okay. Uh, and so they got to work on Sophia's temple. All right. Uh, and once the Eliza puzzles had been solved, uh, all of these updates came the next week on, on May 14th. Uh, the Sophia's Temple uh, prompts changed to nickname and secret instead of username and password. Uh, and people were like, oh, we can put in our username and passwords from Eliza's tea room in here and it will let us log in. Okay, cool. Um, and once you type that in, uh, the prompts disappeared and you would get the closed eyes and two text boxes. Uh, and through trial and error, they figured out that if you typed a name in the left box, uh, the left eye would blink once and then nothing would happen. Uh, and if you typed a emotion in the right box and nothing in the left box, like anger or sadness or whatever, the right eye would blink once. Okay. Uh, if you, So if you type in someone's name and an emotion, both eyes would blink and uh, possibly something would happen. And they figured out that if you did that, uh, both eyes blinked and it would take you to a new page uh, with a image or a piece of writing or something like that. And uh, But you could only get to type in one or two uh, before it kicked you out of the website and you had to go back into the Miss Eliza site and like set up a new username and password all over again with like the waiting 15 minutes in between questions. Jesus. Yeah. And little did they uh, know they were training a robot to kill. <laughs> um, but then, so kind of between all of the cloud makers, uh, they were able to do it enough times that they wrote, up a table of like over a hundred individual responses. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. Uh, and obviously the table doesn't exist anymore, which is very sad. Uh, but the the guide has kind of a an overview of of the most important ones, um, and which is essentially like different source materials that were linked after typing in like a name and a emotion they would get like an article or like a photo of a character or whatever um and one of the main themes they found out was uh the relationship between Enrico Basta uh Kate Ney Kate's house Ivy and Venus uh and they found out that Basta had uh, his home, Isabella, had been designed by Kate, but he had only paid her half the money for the house, uh, which she did not like. Uh, she also was employed by Basta to write a program that resulted in a death. Um, hmm. And Kate and Ivy did not like that, so Ivy broke into Isabella's system and stole a recording of something bad that happened in Basta's house okay. on March 3rd. God, my computer just beeped at me again. It doesn't like you tattling on it. Stop getting into robot um, business, Martin. <laughs> Kate knew that Basta would be willing to kill her uh, because of whatever recording she had stolen, 
And so she has gone on the run. Uh, and if she is killed, then Ivy is set up to send the recording to the SPCB. Okay. And so people speculated that because they were sending it specifically to the SPCB, the tape probably had something to do with Venus. And people further speculated that uh, the thing, the favor that Kate had done for Basta was to modify Venus's program so that Basta could use her to kill Evan Chan. Okay. Yeah. I don't know if I've said this yet in this ARG, but it seems like the plot is starting to thicken. <laughs> the plot continues the thickening. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there was another major theme uh, involving uh, one of the foremost AI designers, Alan Hobby, uh, Janine Sala, who I think uh, studied under him, and another researcher called Katya Rosowski, uh, who Janine and Katya worked with Alan back in... Uh, 2093 on a AI project at Cybertronics, um, who we know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and someone close to Alan named Samuel died, uh, or was very hurt. It doesn't specify which. Uh, and you find out that uh, Alan was very fixated on what had happened to Samuel, uh, and the project that they were working on was called D and people speculated that that was the character David who is the AI child in the AI movie. Is that Haley Joel Osment? We yes. found him. <laughs> we found Ladies and gentlemen, him. we have found he... Master Chief in the ARG. <laughs> um and uh they found out a little bit more about Katya, uh Janine's coworker under Alan um, she they found uh, an interview with her talking about the work that they were doing about Cybertronics and uh, how their their benchmate was murdered by the uh, by arm. Okay. Um, and Katya, they were able to draw back to uh, they had found her name on the Coalition for Robot Freedom page, and so they know that uh that she was a robot rights advocate. All right. Uh, the Cloudmakers speculated that Samuel was uh, Alan's son, and that was why he had cre- decided to create a AI child who could have emotions. <laughs> sure, yeah, I get that. Yeah. Uh, they also learned from, from this Sophia site a lot more about the, uh, the Sala family. Um, they, uh, they learned that Janine had a husband, Edward, who, uh, who had a child named Colleen. Um, and because she had won the right for a procreation exemption... Uh, meaning that she could have a child. Yay, congratulations. Yeah. Uh, and they learned that uh, Lya herself is sterile and can't have children. Uh, and that she also had a affair with Evan, which we kind of knew. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
and a little bit of just kind of like bonus lore about how she got her eye and hearing implants, uh, which we know from way, way earlier that she can like see in ultraviolet and something else, I think. Yes. And she has like a, a hearing implant that lets her hear like farther than the average person. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. It's got super senses. Um, yeah. Uh, and apparently also Laya being sterile was like a big point of contention between her and, uh, and Janine in that like, Janine didn't really understand or know about it, but Laya was very upset about it. Okay. And like, can considered it like an awful secret of hers. Um, they also learned that Evan, uh, was having trouble staying faithful to his wife, which we do. We've been new. <laughs> what is uh, it dudes in this ARG? I know. Uh, that he didn't like Enrico Basta. Uh, nobody does. Uh, and they also learned that Nancy was aware that Evan was cheating on her and she herself had an affair with an AI. Everyone's fucking robots here. <laughs> and they also learned a bunch of backstory about the Red King. Ooh. Uh, he, uh, they got a bunch of backstory on him. Uh, he was a hacker called, uh, Dwayne. He joined Bios when he was a teenager. Um, and he had a difficult childhood and was very good at computers. Uh, he had a crush on this girl named Melissa who, uh, did not share his feelings and dated... Jason Furter, uh, who is the guy that we last time read about being killed in several accident, several AI-related accidents. Gotcha. Not hard to put the pieces nope. together as to what happened there. <laughs> uh, J- so uh, Jason broke up with Melissa, uh, and 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 Dwayne the Red King definitely murdered him uh yeah. and they and they learned that uh that Dwayne was still like incredibly young like probably 19 or 20 okay he he's he's baby he's baby we got a little we got all sorts of little kids today got a little baby uh they also found more stuff on Kent Whitman uh who 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 was dead um <laughs> And, uh, and they found out that Jenny Thompson wasn't actually Venus. Uh, she was Kent's girlfriend. Uh, they were both very into uh, self-modification with, like, AIs and AI parts. Okay. Um, and, uh, yeah. And he was trying to, trying to protect this, uh, this other robot, Pascal, before he was, he was shot. It's very sad. Hmm. Okay. Poor dude. Uh, they got some stuff on Fidelio, who is Rogue Retrieval's number one operative. Uh, this guy doesn't really detail any of it except to tell me that he is nasty. So, cool. <laughs> <laughs> Hate a nasty dude. Yeah. Uh, they found, they got a bunch of supplementary storylines. Um, hang on, I gotta, I gotta page back to remember who this character was. No, take me back. Thank you. 
Okay, maybe this character just like doesn't. Oh, uh, they they found out that the uh, the coroner from last time, like remember the the coroner's page, uh, that yes. they had to like log in and like pay money. Uh, they found out the like the coroner's entire backstory for whatever reason. Um, <laughs> she was very close to Evan, and also she was a trans woman, which is like a wild thing to have in an ARG for two thousand one. Yeah! Wow! Great! Cool! Hell yeah! <laughs> I mean, like the future. <laughs> I I guess they were like, well, this is set in the future, so we could like have trans characters. Like, cool, cool that this wasn't a mainstream ARG. More of that, please. Yeah, for a fucking um, I almost said Seinfeld for a fucking um Spielberg movie in two, actually in two thousand one. Yeah, yeah. Wow, wild, wild. Uh, yeah. They they found out that that she and her wife. Uh, have a bad relationship uh, and are and are divorced. Well, that's a bummer, uh, but cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and and that she has a daughter, um, and that she, her and her and Evan were very good friends. Um, they also find out uh more about Sentra, who I I feel like we heard a little bit about last time. Okay. Uh, who is an AI. Uh, who uploaded? Who essentially uploaded uh, her conscious into the data sphere, uh, and that she tipped Basta off about something potentially uh, Venus having an affair with Evan. Okay. Oh, Sencha is the one who who left like that chemical elements page on Laya's website. Uh, okay. And and she paid for Evan's autopsy to be made public, but the the cloudmakers like don't know, uh, don't know anything about her. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, and they found out more about Eliza. Um, she was re- a real person and not an AI. Mm-hmm. Uh, which kind of killed their theory. <laughs> uh. Uh, they found out that she was like just a just a human girl uh, who's afraid of her father. Well, that's why it took her fifteen minutes to respond every time she's busy. <laughs> uh, and they they got a weird convoluted storyline involving Diane Fletcher, uh, the the robot robot hunter, uh, and Martin Swinton. Uh, they find out that Martin has hired Diane to find who is killing his houses. <laughs> That makes sense in the context of this, but it's a very funny sentence. Yeah, so they've got kind of this like noir storyline going on, uh, and they uh, they Diane finds a small uh, transponder in embedded in Martin's jaw that has been like unknowingly to him transmitting everything that he's been saying to like a third party. Uh, huh. That that was secretly implanted by his dentist. <laughs> That's my fear too. So, yeah. Um. Also, a robot gladiator shows up and threatens Diane. Yes. 
a robot gladiator called Whipsaw throw- shows up and tries to throw down with Diane. I used to for cheer revenge. for that guy in BattleBots. <laughs> for revenge. And gets in a gun battle with Diane. Uh, <laughs> Diane gets her arm blown off and has to get a replacement. Um, Damn. We also... We also find out that Diane uh, feels guilty about some of the robots that she's uh, that she's captured. Okay, well that's good. Uh, and that she is afraid of becoming obsolete uh, because the next robot, like in in her line, is coming out soon. Okay. And she's, I guess, afraid that uh, that rogue retrieval is going to get rid of her. Um. And. All of Martin and Diane's kind of like logs are written as recordings that are being watched uh, later by two mysterious people uh, who planted the tran- the the transponder in Martin's jaw, uh, and they're the the Cloudmakers don't yet know who they are yet, but uh, they know that one of them is a robot. It's Jesse and James from Team Rocket. Yeah, I guess. It's planting my flag now. That's my called it. Uh and they and they know that they are being employed by other people because they they mentioned their employers. Okay. Well, neat. Yeah. It's a lot of shit. <laughs> I know. It's a lot. Apparently, it was just like literally like a novel length like bunch of like intersecting storylines that they, that they got dumped on them jesus yeah just hey welcome to the lore dump <laughs> yeah i i wish i could like still access it it sounds wild um following this they got uh the new york times ran uh an advert for the movie uh which had a different chess puzzle in them in it huh it had a different like grid chess puzzle okay uh and the right and the red king updated his page uh, with just a sentence, enter one good move to see another. Uh, and it had a text entry field underneath of it uh, with another chess puzzle. And people are like, all right, clearly we, clearly we got to get on these chess puzzles. <laughs> uh, and they, they figured out that you could stitch together uh, the two chess puzzles from the, the two different advertisements uh, to form a whole chess board. Uh, with with uh, white and black pieces uh, and once you had done that you could feed it into like a, a computer generated chess program and let it analyze what the next best move was hmm. and uh, the next best move was uh, king to h1 and if you typed that into the the text entry field on a on red king's page uh, you would get taken to a new page that showed you an account of uh, four different members of BIOS helping Venus escape from the SPCB. Okay. Uh, and the members were the Red King, uh, two new members, I think, that we haven't met yet, named Tracy and Roddy, uh, and GK, Jerry Kahn, who was the, the head of uh, BIOS. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, and they, they kind of work together to hack into the SPCB systems to uh, help Venus escape. Uh, and there were also intermittent flashbacks uh, detailing uh, the Red King like three years ago, I guess around the, the time that he joined uh, BIOS, 
like becoming a hacker and uh and like hacking different people's credit trails through the internet (laughs) um and you also find out that uh when bios gets to the spcb uh they they go and they they try to grab her like personality download so that uh, the SBCB can't keep it uh, they find out that another hacker has already broken into what is called the evidence crypt <laughs> <laughs> and wiped out all of her memory from March 1st onward so they've wiped her memory of Evan's murder uh, and the person who did the wiping probably did it from inside the spcb huh okay so they got a man on, uh, they got a, it, someone on the inside probably her accomplice then yeah uh and at this point uh you find out that that the red king uh Dwayne's mom works for the spcb <laughs> uh and he uses her digital signature uh to get into like the evidence crypt and a, a bunch of other stuff and restore Venus's memories. Uh, they also program her with some self defense training. Okay. So that she can uh, she can kind of get out of there. Yeah, and she can fight. Um, yeah. Uh, Dwayne also um, uses his mom's digital signature in SPCB because he's mad at her for uh, for having an affair. <laughs> okay. Uh and um he was like using his hacking talents to like hide his mom's affair from his dad, but uh he's he's pissed about it. <laughs> uh and they got another email from Laya on May fifteenth, uh with the subject died. Uh and the body said they tried to explain it to me. Your father was wearing on, working on a very special project. There was an accident, they lost air and pressure, and he died. I was six. Six-year-olds are not stupid. I don't feel like I'm smarter than I was at six. I just have a lot more context now. Back then, I figured out right away that dying was something he did on purpose. Alright, maybe he hadn't meant to die, but he made a choice between us and tranquility. Maybe he told himself nothing could go wrong. Maybe he told himself he would be home by Christmas. But that was a lie. He had abandoned us to go terribly far away and get himself killed. Mephisto says I probably blame myself for him leaving. Like, if I had been cuter, he would have decided to stay. I just remember being mad. I don't find Moonlight romantic, and I don't much care for tranquility. Um, and I think that we learned last time that Laia's father, um died while working on uh aragon institute of technology's moon campus right i remember space stuff her dad super died in space yeah definitely (laughs) damn all right uh yeah um and there was a new tv advertisement for ai out uh which had letters highlighted in red um the first screen that had them had the letters W E S A W highlighted. Um, the second screen had Janine Sala highlighted. Uh, the third screen had just a kind of a string of random letters highlighted. Okay. Uh, and then 
in one version of the advertisement, it had a symbol, uh, and in the long version, it had a Hebrew word, which was chokmah, which means wisdom. Okay. And everybody was like, well, we got some letters and we don't know what they mean. (laughs) Uh, And then they went back to the other voicemail numbers. Uh, They found out that Nancy Chan had a new message uh, of a woman's voice saying that she was going to visit a friend and asking Nancy to uh, watch her plants. Uh, And she leaves a phone number, which leads to the voicemail of Pia Viago, who was, uh, as we know from last time, the, I think she's like a customer service rep from Belladerma who is handling Basta and like his new uh, robot. Okay. Uh, And if you called Pia's number, you got a a pre-recorded message that said uh, Pia isn't available right now try emailing her if this is Svetlana calling please press 1 for a message and if you press 1 it said Pia says that she talked to Alexi again and she's pretty sure that the problem's at your end she's made an appointment for you with a downwire surgeon who does fabulous work Pia says she really doesn't think you need to be jealous just think naughty thoughts and this will be all fixed in no time at all and people we're pretty sure that this was linked to the Svetlana at Donatech, who is definitely a robot. Okay. <laughs> uh, and Alexi refers to uh, the Belladerma website uh, lists Alexi Koromov as their vice president. Okay. And so people are like, oh, Belladerma has a robot working at Donatech. Yeah. Wonder what that's about. Interesting. And so the last uh, kind of thing that uh, that happened was they finally got a little bit of resolution with the, the whole Kate Nay thread. Okay. Wherein, uh, like, Basta ordered her to do the thing that might have killed Evan and she is on the run and like there's weird stuff on her webpage um so they went to the coroner's website and uh they were like well we we know a bunch of stuff about the coroner now we can probably log into uh to this website now and just like get into the back end of the coroner website so they used uh audrey green's uh name and they used i think her birth date as a login okay um oh they used her her 24th birthday as a login because it was when she was granted an except an exemption to have her daughter gotcha okay um and then they <laughs> and then they got in and it said this account has been disabled due to a security violation <laughs> rip uh but uh the per but the person who had originally cracked the password said something different uh which was that originally uh before before it got disabled you could uh type in the name of a deceased character um 
And this was, like, probably not something that the players were supposed to see. <laughs> uh, and the this, this one player, whose name was Camp Fly, basically was like, I went down the list of, like, people that I thought they were going to kill off, and, uh, and uh, a report for Kate and A popped up. Ooh. <laughs> uh, and it it gave me, like, a deadline to submit, like, a coroner's report, so I just, like, panicked and I wrote one <laughs> at, like, 3 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> uh, and, the, and the system was like, yeah, it, uh... In two days, it'll process it. (laughs) (laughs) Huh. Uh, And they did use that as a report. Uh, And if you you typed Kate Nate into the website, you could read the the coroner's report. And people were like, oh, this person in the Cloudmakers group has, like, become kind of an in-universe character who like <laughs> in-universe hacked the website and like put in this fake report funny um but uh, essentially like kate nay did not die in like the way that they put in the fake quarters report but like kate nay definitely did <laughs> well spoiler alert and be- yeah and and because that she's dead her AI Ivy is now supposed to send that blackmail recording that they have on Basta to the SPCB. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and so either Basta has killed her and to quote this website, either Basta is very stupid or he has some way of stopping the blackmail tape from being delivered or he can influence the SPCB directly. Hmm. Uh, and if you went to Kate Nay's website, there was a, a, a branch of Ivy in the top left of the page, uh, which you could click to get taken to a page, uh, showing that Ivy is going completely bonkers over Kate being dead. Okay. Uh, in in assumedly the same way that uh that Martin Swinton's like smart houses were going crazy and dying. Right. Huh. So not good. Not good. Uh and the last thing that happened in in this section is that Janine's page was updated once again by her AI. Uh which uh had kind of a hint that they should check her voicemail uh and they did and they she had a message that said uh this is aurelius over at apostrophe calling about the special screening we have book theaters all over the country that can still show 2d movies can you tell us where you will be on preview day we are going to make tickets available soon and i know we're we'll sell out so get back to me as soon as you can and people are like oh this is this is probably like an in-universe thing for the movie like they're gonna give us tickets to the movie oh yeah <laughs> yeah so so yeah so they so the cloud makers uh were were kind of left on this cliffhanger of Kate Nay has been murdered. 
her robot is maybe infected with something that will kill her. Uh, and also they're going to get free movie tickets. Yeah, movie tickets. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> uh, but they still don't, they still haven't solved the John Galt puzzle. They still don't know who Sophia is. They still don't know where Loki, the uh, the, the dream eater robot is. Mm-hmm. Uh, they still don't know who's watching Martin Swinton. And uh, they still really don't know who murdered Kate Nay. <laughs> so the plot only continues to thicken with a no end in sight. The plot is so thick. So thick. This is a, a jello of a plot at this point. It's a delicious milkshake of a plot. <laughs> well, hell yeah. I'm I'm excited to see where this goes. There's so many threads. Yeah, I continue to be just enraptured by this. <laughs> well, hell yeah. Um, I'm excited. It feels weird with part two because I'm like, well, I'm excited for part three now. Like, <laughs> I don't know. This is This is just a delightful... This is just a delightful game. Yeah, there's a lot of. I was like, I was like worried that we would we'd run into a bunch of like tropes that we're very tired of covering, but it's like I don't know. This is a good story. Yeah, there's a lot of smart ideas and interesting sci-fi stuff going on. I love the jump-offs they've done with all the AI stuff into like smart homes and things. I'm I'm really curious to see where this goes from here. I. I have trouble keeping all the names in my head, but I'm excited to see what happens next, which is a, really all you need. <laughs> yeah, same. Well, hell yeah. On that note, do we want to get into recommendations if you don't have any other specific things to say about this section? Yeah, I got nothing. I mean, we, we kind of have to wait to rate it, I feel yeah, like. Yeah, that's kind of where I am, so I'm... <laughs> Uh, I do have a recommendation for this week, though. All right. Well, hit me. What you got to recommend this week? Uh, my recommendation for this week is Frog Fractions Game of the Decade Edition. Have you got... Gotten... Just... Go ahead. I have not, but I, I, I replayed Frog like the actual Frog Fractions very recently, and I was very much enjoying it, uh, so... I, uh, I'm, I've uh, bought it on Steam. I have yet to kind of get around to it, but, uh... Essentially, um, Frog Fractions Game of the Decade Edition is a free version of Frog Fractions that you can get on Steam because Frog Fractions exists for free on the internet as a Flash game and Flash is no longer going to be supported on the internet as of like the end of this year, I think. Yeah, something like that. Um, and so it was ported over to Steam. You can get it for free. But it has new um, DLC that you can get with it called, like, the Hops Iconic Hat DLC, mm-hmm. which is $11, and it was advertised as basically all it does is give Hop the Frog a hat, which is If there's anything I know about <laughs> Frog Fractions, it's that they're very straightforward with their marketing and tell you exactly what it is. Yeah, uh, which is not all it does. Um, I have yet to play it, so I can't spoil it for people, but, uh, what I, I have heard that, uh, the, the community is essentially considering it Frog Fractions 1.5. Yeah, I, um, I heard that, um, uh, Jim, the creator of the game, in an interview, he was like, yeah, so Frog Fractions is Frog Fractions 1. 
The ARG to find Frog Fractions 2 is Frog... Or to find, to find Frog Fractions 2 is Frog Fractions 2. Frog Fractions 2 is Frog Fractions 3. I think this is Frog Fractions 4. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and and also, because of Game of the Decade Edition, uh, Glittermitten Grove is permanently discounted on Steam, which is very cool. And there's uh, a- if you didn't get it in the Itch Selects bundle, you should get it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's also Glittermitten Grove DLC that came out semi-recently, I think, that I am obsessed with, which is uh, a strategy guide for Glittermitten Grove written as though it's like a GameFAQ strategy guide from, like, 2000. <laughs> I know that they, um, I feel like they were talking about that on an episode of, uh, so the developer has a podcast called Topic Lords. Uh, and one of the episodes he was on with his two kind of co-runners for the Frog Fractions 2 ARG. And they I know they talked about that and a couple other things about the ARG. Um, I'll keep a, I'll put a link to the show notes in this one about that, too. Yeah. Um, and I, I know I'm in the I'm in the Frog Fractions uh, discord. Um, I uh, the apparently whatever is on the the iconic hat DLC has been in playtesting for like the past year, so I'm I'm excited to get into that content. Hell yeah! Hell yeah! Hell yeah! Um, I have a recommendation this week, um, with the caveat that this is a show. Well, never mind. I'll hold on to that one until I actually get to revisit it. Um, but. A preview for the future i'm about to recheck out a show called samurai flamenco that's on uh funimation now and it, my memory is that that show's cool but i'll report back once i actually revisit it and make sure that it is in fact cool um but my actual recommendation this week is place ball y'all should become fans of the crabs with me they're a good team yeah even if they are the yeah, worst that, I, that's my second <laughs> that's my second recommendation <laughs> Ugh, that's my second recommendation and yeah I, I, frog fractions and baseball are are a good pairing i feel like i feel like that's a good wine and cheese yeah <laughs> all right well hell yeah i i think that's gonna do it for us marn if you want to find us on the internet uh, you can do so we are together on twitter on the show at argonauts pod or you can find us individually i am at co-host sherms I am at Curse Survivors. Oh, the other thing I forgot to say is that uh, we both have pod- new podcasts that'll be out by the time this episode comes out. We do. We both have new podcasts that aren't exclusively recorded with each other. It's weird. <laughs> but we did we did record a couple episodes together for well, Dead Letter Society. <laughs> that, that's true. That's true. Uh, what are you working on, Marn? Uh, so, uh, I have another podcast coming out on the Orange Grove Network. Well, it, it, the first episode will be out at the time that this episode is out. Uh, it's called Dead Letter Society. It's a horror book club podcast where, uh, for the pilot season, I did with a bunch of rotating co-hosts, including Andrew. Hello. Uh, and I brought people on to, uh, talk about their favorite horror books and short stories and such with me. And YouTube musicals. Uh, yeah, and, and, and YouTube musicals. Um, the and, three genres. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you know. And uh, Andrew and I also recorded our, our first and maybe last episode of uh, Freddy Dog's Spook 'em Up podcast, which <laughs> will also be on that feed at some point, which is uh, for one of the donation stretch goals uh, on, on the Deltarune stream. We 
watched a horror movie. We watched The Thing, and we discussed it. It was spooky, y'all. I was I got spooked and mopped. <laughs> <laughs> um, I also have a new podcast coming out. Uh, it is a podcast called The Podcast Minds. Um, we'll have a new episode coming out tomorrow, and then we had three episodes launched uh, last Friday um and you should check it out it is a show that i'm doing with uh, a friend of the show and friend of the me uh riley hopkins uh where we've been dming each other back and forth saying hey what if we started a podcast where we did x what if we started a podcast where we do y uh we just eventually decided well what if we just do a podcast about that uh so each week we're gonna pitch each other podcast ideas really flesh them out see if they've got uh if they've got uh teeth to them um if you've got an idea of something that you think should be either a title of a podcast or a description of a podcast uh you should tweet them at us with the hashtag the podcast minds if you include a title and description you'll get blocked so don't do that um <laughs> but yeah uh I, ca- I think kind of the basic pitch for that is um it is cool games inc but for podcasts and neither of us is a sex pervert um, which is a great pitch in my estimation. I agree. I, uh, I I like that we've very carefully molded the release schedules of our podcasts that aren't Argonauts so that people can always be listening to us when there isn't an Argonauts episode out. <laughs> well, we're doing Podcast Minds weekly, so... Yeah, your thing comes out every Friday and Dead Letter Society comes out uh alternating thursdays with argonauts you get to avoid the the if if people like marn content there's no bad thursday uh <laughs> it's true hell yeah um hell yeah other than that if you want to email us about this specific show and uh make sure you tell marn why she should care about prime numbers uh you should do that we're at argonauts podcast at, no not at hold on how do how do email addresses work? We are uh, the Argonauts Pod. Hold on, what is our Gmail account? I think it's ArgonautsPodcast at gmail It'll definitely be in the show notes. Um, <laughs> if you want to support the show, you can do that by going to Patreon.com. That's P-U-H-T-R-A-Y-I-N. Uh, if you want to make my mistakes, uh, otherwise you can go to Patreon.com and search for the Argonauts Podcast. We will show up there. Uh, we also need to, we'll need to talk and record an episode about a movie, but we will figure that out on our time. Yeah. Uh, if you're, if you're the baseball commissioner, uh, and you would like us to sponsor your show, you can contact us. <laughs> yes. Send it to that, Argonaut. send it to that email address that I so professionally provided for you, uh, just a few seconds ago. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Uh, and with that, I'm gonna go watch. I'm gonna go watch the crabs lose another game as I drift off to sleep, cause that's args, baby. Hey DJ. Give me a Home Depot-style beat. Hey, Riley. Yeah, Andrew? What do you say we build ourselves a podcast? That's a great idea, but what should it be about? So I'm thinking... Podcast where I call my grandma Jane and explain to her the plot of an anime. Podcast titled, Don't Listen to My Dad. The Lin-Manuel Miranda Epic Rap Battles of Mystery Podcast. 
What if we call it the Podcast Minds? There but for the grace of Pod Go We, and it comes out every Friday. <laughs> Riley, I want you to know that we're trying to make podcasts and not weapons here. <laughs> What's the difference? <laughs> 